Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to rock and roll, nobody does it louder or bigger than Kiss. They took the idea that rock is about having a good time and turned that up to 11 with their bluesy music, soaring solos, and some of the most recognizable looks in rock and roll. In this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're taking a look at Kiss, their rise to fame, the personality conflicts, the makeup, the live shows with the explosions, the fire breathing, and the blood spitting, and of course, the merchandise. Plus, we announced the winners of the vote for our greatest rock and roll Hall of Fame snubs and talked to our pal Bert Lepore from the Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes podcast. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest podcast in the land. The Prisoners of Rock and Roll. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 38. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I am so happy to be behind the mic tonight with my two very good friends and co-hosts, the one, the only, Doug McCusker. Yeah! And his brother, also the one and only, Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia, and we are thrilled to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thrilled! Thrilled. Do not lean too close to the microphone. You are going to get your kiss face paint all over Uh, the microphones. Dude, I I went with Eric Carr. He was the fox. The fox? You are foxy. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Eric Carr was the best drummer to kiss ever had. That, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Eric Singer's pretty good, though. Let's just get right down to it. Yeah. Eric Carr was the best drummer <laughs> you don't like, ever you had. Think Eric, you don't think Eric Singer is... He's still he's still with us. Eric yeah. Carr is gone. Yeah. You know? But you know what's really funny about that? Do you remember when Eric Carr died? Yeah, I do. Do you remember who died the same day he did? Freddie. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yes. How crazy was that? I, I yeah. remember being more upset about Eric Carr... Then Freddie Mercury, because I wasn't really familiar yeah. with, I mean, with we, Freddie we, Mercury we at that point. We were his fans. Yeah. We were like, holy shit, I can't yeah. believe Eric Carr died. Yeah, that was like devastating. It never came out that, that he had cancer or anything like that, you know? Yeah. I love it. You guys just jumped right into yeah. the deep end of the pool. I love it. That's like, you know, 
You guys do like hardcore research for this thing. And we were talking do, earlier. Right, you don't have to do and shit I, for this. I, you know, I did. Like, because this is a huge part of my life. Now, I said to you guys, we were starting, like, this was 20 years ago. I could just ran off the top of my head. But, like, you know, the, the Rolodex is a little bit bigger these days. And for the last month, I've just been living in Kissland. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, I've been having fun just listening to the music. I've got more of their vinyl. I'm having a great time. I said, hey, why don't we do a Kiss show? You know, and at first Bruce was like, "Okay, well, yeah, whatever." Yeah. But then, you know, we start getting into the history of them and everything like that, and it's pretty intrigued. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I went and saw you guys play your band play. Thank you, Saturday, Saturday, right? Yeah, we like we, we rocked was awesome. it out. You got, out yeah. It was awesome. It was an awesome night at McCusker's. We had a, a couple people that a couple people came up to me and were like, "Oh, I recognize your voice. You're the guy on the show." And I was like, to my wife, I was like, "Do you hear this? I have a fan." Um, and it wasn't just a warden, but I. With, with this episode, man, I'm gonna fall on my sword right now. We did the top six American rock and roll bands. Doug, they I remember. Year. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I, this I is was my like, major question for you. And I was like, I don't like Kiss. And the joke was always like, they suck, but they've sucked for 50 the years. years. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I said that, and I was like, you know what, man? After doing the research and listening to all the music, I was completely wrong. I um, met, that was my first question. I went and asked you. Now your opinion changed. Like, okay, the music's the music, and. There's nothing – okay, you have, like, amazing rock and roll bands out there, like The Who and The Beatles and, like, The Ramones and The Clash. But then there's Kiss. Yeah. Like, they are a fun, balls-to-the-wall rock and roll show. Like, the main yes. thing is yeah. the show. You have to go see them. But I love their their music. Like, yeah. we'll get into it. But, um, like, especially in the 70s, their music is pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's real heavy. And, you know, what? they influenced uh, – a generation of guitar players, sure. drummers, singers, yeah. bass players. Yeah. You know, generations. Yeah. You know? So, Even to this day, they still have kids follow them, you know? Right. So you guys were at McCusker Saturday, and you were setting up, and you know, I got there kind of early, and I flagged both of you down separately, and I was like, dude, 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 good luck. And my opinion of Kisses completely changed. I was wrong. <laughs> you know, like, enjoy enjoy your show. I, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. dude, my opinion has completely changed. I, like, I get it. Man, yeah. after and you know, like um, you don't get more rock and roll than you kiss. don't, right? Because because you got the politically aware, the the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young singing sure. Ohio, right? Like we're making a point, and then sometimes like rock and roll is just about having a fucking good time. But dude, nobody believes in the idea of rock and roll more than Kiss. No, like, like the right. idea, like Paul Stanley says it a thousand times in a sh- in a show. Do you believe in rock and roll? Do you love rock and roll? Who wants to rock and roll? And but what they is, keep it alive. But yeah. what is rock and roll? Partying, rock and roll. partying, and having right. a great time. But but also and blowing rock, shit up. But rock and roll's also got a, you know, it it tries to be, it tries to make a point, right? Because you got all this politically aware. Yeah, like and a, they're, I mean, they're nobody, not that at all. Nobody no. was edgier than Kiss in the seventies. Yeah, like there was people like burning sure. their albums and right. You know. Telling the kids, like, what are the kids? Knights in Satan's service? Yeah, like, right. Kiss. Like, they're like, um, I'm sorry, I'm not that creative. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like free publicity. You know, Gene loved it. He's like, awesome. They're talking about us on the news. Oh, we just sold, sure, the, right. we just sold so, another hundred tickets. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. And yeah, I, there's two sides of the coin, right? Rock and roll is either about making a point and social justice. And there's certainly that point. And music is full of all kinds of bands that we're trying to. You know, but, uh, you know, like Kiss just says, "Fuck it, let's yeah, just right. party." But right. you know, what, you know what's also great, you know, about who they influence. But they they never got the love from their peers that are around that time. Yeah, know? because dude, they were a traveling circus. They all their fans were majority yes. children, especially with all the mar- merchandising and everything. We'll talk about that later. 
But like, how could you take? I always ask my like, would I take them serious serious in the seventies? Absolutely, because I love their music, and I would have been one of those little kids in the seventies wearing the makeup and going to shows and drinking the Kool Aid. The one thing that I can't, and I've always like, would Kiss be big in the seventies without the makeup? Like without the gimmick, without everything, without all the thing, would just say they're a band. No, no, like, no they wouldn't. Would they make it as a because, band? No, because the New York Doll, like, so they got in, a lot of inspiration from the, the New York Dolls, right? Like they said that, what? but but they took it to another, like a higher level. And they, they were combined, musically better than the dolls, but they also <laughs> combined all the explosions and all like the yeah. completely yeah. over the top stuff. But the thing with the dolls, like you know, they Kiss wasn't around. I think they were still Wicked Lester at that time. And Gene and Paul were kind of like in the scene at the same time. They're all in, they're all New Yorkers, so they went to go see them at, at CBGBs. And Gene said he's like these guys look like the rock and roll part. This that like who's skinny like that? He's like two hundred pounds at the time and whatever. He's like, but musically, we're gonna kill them. Yes, yes. yeah, you know yeah, yeah. He was like, they look. They look fantastic. With their, yeah, he's like exactly. their, he's like their waist are the size of my wrist. Yes, but can, yeah, he was like, but, well, we're gonna kick their ass. Yeah, can we hear the demo of uh, she that Wicked Lesser made? Sure. Enchanted I mean that's a famous Kiss song later on, but yeah. you know that that demo is totally seventies. I've know. never heard that in my life, and I thought I've heard it all at one time. It's that on is, the Kiss box. Set. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I haven't bought a Kiss. It's, it's thing on. In a it's long on time. Spotify. Is it? Yeah, but it's I, like kind of like it's like kind of coming out of that flower power thing. But the, dude, the song's still there. The edge the is still edge there. Is there. The bass is still there. You know, which so is, even the guitar is still there. So wait, you said that's Wicked Lester. Who's Wicked yeah. Le- Let's back up a second. Who's Wicked Lester? It's Gene and Paul with two other guys. And right. it's not Ace or Peter. Or Peter, yeah. Right, so that was like the first band that they started, yeah. right? But yeah. it's like really, it's, it's always been Gene and Paul. Like when they met, you know, it's like they like the Beatles were like the biggest thing that ever happened. Right. To them. And they were just like both outcasts. Like Gene is from Israel and Paul ha- is from here, but he ha- he's, you know, he has... The ear thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this formancy or something like that. And they just, you know, like, the broken toys and the lands of misfit toys just find each other. And that's basically what happened. And, like, oh, I write songs, you write songs. So let's write songs together. Yeah, so, all right, let's... let's I don't know about that. the... Fl- I, but go back to this song. Like, the flute, though... Yeah, that, that's like really well, crazy. That, you had to think of the time stuff. I know, but it's like it's still. I didn't hate it. Where I they recorded it. though was Electric Ladyland. I, I, I you know, was, so was going to say there that. was like so many people around there. Like, oh, let's let's use this guy that's on the flute. Let's just use everybody we well, could possibly yeah. come to get. It's really interesting that you brought that up because I have never heard that song. Mm-hmm. But my notes I put in like. Wicked Lester, they listened to popular songs and they copied it. If there was a flute in a hit, they sure. put a flute in the song, and there's that's, the song. Yeah. But that's all Gene, too. Like, he's like, okay, well, well this is whatever's hot. Yeah, whatever's moment. hot, let's put it in there. Yeah. Whatever's hot, the moment we're going to go with it. Yeah. And that's what he, they did. Kiss did. You but know? it's like, you know, when they were at Electric Lady, man, they were, you know, just around the whole time. Like, they didn't have a lot of money. So, and they were obviously like very um, devoted to making music and whatever. So they always just kind of hung around. So, they would be invited or hired to sing backup for um, for other albums, 
And besides getting paid, they're like, well, just give us studio time. Smart. Yeah, and it'd be like one o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? They would like wait around like all day for hopefully somebody with some scraps over with some. Yeah, Yeah, like, oh, there's an hour over here. Okay, well, let's set up real fast. So, wait, before we move on, I think, Doug, you mentioned Paul Stanley's deformity. I think it's important to the story, right? I think we were going to definitely touch on it. Yeah. We're just flying through this. I love love it because we're we're not even going off the outline. We're just talking. It's uh, so. Gene Simmons, his parents were from Israel. Yes. And he um he has a very Hebrew name. I, I, I don't remember what it was. It was like his his given name is very yeah. very Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. And he became like kind of obsessed with American culture, but he's still an outcast. He's a you know, a stranger in a strange yeah. land. Well he, you know, he didn't come over with his parents, he just came over with his mother. I think his yeah, father, his, yeah, his, yeah, father yeah, his father like, stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. His father wanted nothing to do with, with him. Yeah. He was kinda of like a bastard child kind yeah. of thing. So he came over here, man, and he knew off the bat that he was different because he didn't speak the language. He didn't know this and that, but he knew music. He knew he liked the Beatles. He knew he liked the feeling of rock and roll. He was just another like million people that watched the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and was touched. And it was the barrier of music that brought him to America. That's why I always say, like we said in one of the episodes, I guess it was whenever we talked about Kiss, I guess it was like American bands or whatever it was. Gene Simmons is the American dream. Absolutely. And like, yeah, sure. Like he is the idea of the American dream. You come to this country with nothing, but then you wind up being this huge success. That's Gene. Gene yeah. is bigger he's than... He's a visionary. Yeah. He, it, I love Gene. Yeah. I, I, you know, he he's great at, like, keeping the fans happy. He's very kind to them, too. Yes. Like, you know, it's not all about money and, you know, like, of course, uh, where you know, where'd you get that at? Or, like, he wants... You know, you're gonna buy something. But he's also very... He knows who's spending his money. He's very yeah. kind to his fans. Like I said when we were... On other shows, when me and Doug were younger, we met Gene Simmons, and he was really nice to us. And he yeah, was like, yeah, he, yeah, I yeah. You guys he was me saying, story. he was like looking at us as the future fans. Yeah, so he paid attention to us more than other people around. And it was like yeah. really cool because he like you know Gene Simmons shows up. This is like the hot in the shade tour. So it was like ninety three, ninety two, ninety three. So he shows up down the spectrum. We're all hanging down the tunnel, and Anne was down there too. Matter of fact, when this was going on. So people were like jumping into the thing, and he's like, "Okay, everybody, calm down. I'm going to sign everything." And he just gives his bag to the, his handler, and just comes right walking right back up to the thing and signs everybody's autograph. We have it. Like I know. still have it. I don't even know where mine's at. I would yeah. love to yeah. have that. I have we have talked it. about a guy yet who's been like that with the fans? Like I'm trying to think back. Like all the shows, there's no band like Kiss. There isn't. There's no band like Kiss that has a connection to their fans. That's why it's called the Kiss Army, man. Maybe like. On a level, the Deadheads have their own yeah. thing, and Fish has their own thing. But this is a level of hard rock and roll, and they have a following. It's a huge following. Right. It's army, and it's a cult. It's a major cult, right? You know. All right, so let 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 me finish the point on uh, Paul Stanley. So Paul Stanley was born without a, a right ear. Yeah, he had a, a disability that he was deaf in yeah, the one ear. Yeah, he's still and deaf. He, he was born anymore. without. In ear, yeah, um, and I don't even know what that looks like. He talked about it, and would be always he grew his hair out, yeah, to hide behind. Even as it. a small kid, you see pictures of him, and his hair is like real yeah. shaggy and stuff like and that. And I, you know, the um, the docu- the two part documentary history that was on A D was was great, man. It was great. It was um, but him like he didn't he hadn't told Gene Simmons for a long time that he had the disability. No, he had no idea. Yeah, it's like he had to build up this confidence in his rapport before he confided in him. I thought it was really cool. So like the two of them are kind of like outcasts, right? And rock and roll is filled like Bowie made everybody feel like if you're an outcast, you could listen to it. And Kiss was the same way. Yeah, it was. He they spoke to all the suburban kids. You know, they they were give the kids. 
they something to believe in, and it was rock and roll. Yeah, like you going back to Bowie. Bowie had like you know everybody's an outcast, but dude, when you're a Kiss fan, you're a bigger kind of an sure. outcast. Yeah, absolutely. like you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's a it's like apples and oranges in my opinion. You know, it's like you're a yeah, Bowie. Bowie's like real artsy. It, exactly. Yeah, the words and, out of my mouth. Kiss yeah. was just straight up rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, balls to the wall. Yeah. Yeah, there's no pretension. There's no, no uh, there's there is no art behind it. It's there is just none. like, yeah. right, we're just going to kick the door down yeah. and just blow shit up and play really loud. And paint your face. Yeah, right, and play paint your face. So, all right, let maybe we'll just finish that that loop. So they're in that band Wicked Lester. They're kind of like, they, they cut some songs. They recorded Electric Lady Studio, which is Hendrix's Which is amazing, thing. too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, they had to recognize, like, they were okay, the these... Right- yeah, they were in the right place in the right time. Right? Yeah, I mean they 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 took advantage of living in New York City yeah. and was in, in like worked their way into these you know these scenes. You know, it was funny watching that A and E documentary and they go to Electric Lady and they just opened the door, walk in. He's like, "Oh, that's never happened before." Like right. they oh, walking, yeah, the, like, door. the doors were all locked. Yeah. Like they were not letting them in, kind of thing. So they, they you know they made a couple of recordings and they play it back and they're like, uh, "This sucks." Yeah, and they, and they said at some point they were like. Uh, they wanted to fire the other guys in the band, and the guy was like, "No, dude, we have a record contract. You can't." Yeah. Like, and they're like, "Okay, well, then we quit." They yeah. said they didn't have the drive that they had. Like, they they were like, "We want to take over the world," and the other guys were like, "Oh, we just want to be in this really good yeah. rock and roll band." Like, yeah. no, we're going above and beyond. We don't know what we're gonna do, but yeah. we're gonna do something big. So they, uh, so Paul and Gene saw an ad in Rolling Stone, which is like. Crazy. crazy, yeah, right. Yeah. Crazy. There's an ad in Rolling Stone, a drummer. It became Peter Chris, and they put an ad in the Village Voice for a guitar player, and that's when they met Ace Freely, um, which is crazy. They said, like, what was it like? Once a guitar player who has balls, yeah, but they wouldn't let, it, put, they balls wouldn't let him put balls in it, so like and, guts or something. And then, like, when you know, when they were on the phone with with Peter Chris originally, Gene Simmons asked him, "Is like, what would you do to make?" It? He's like, "Dude, I, I would do anything." He's like, "Would you wear a dress?" He's like, I'll do anything to to, to make yeah. I'll, like. So they were kind of had that kind of like. That, they were interested. maybe not so much Ace, but definitely Peter. Like Ace was just, I think he. He's well, an one of the things that player, in, in the in the uh, in the documentary that I thought and Gene had a thought in his head of what he wanted already. He asked um, Peter, "Are you skinny?" Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like the dolls thing. Going back to that, yeah, and like, certain image kind of thing. Yeah, and he like. They knew that they were going to do something that you had to look good. Yeah, to do. Yeah, so they come up with the idea of, like the makeup. Uh, you know, but it's they like were that- messing around. They were like kind of like in the glam thing. Yeah, like there's a picture of Gene Simmons all together, and he has like this red wig on, and like really kind of like he looks like a transvestite. Exactly, exactly. like a six, a seven, six foot five transvestite. I think he called himself. Yeah, they kind of like fumbled around. Yeah, and, and they were like football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then we're gonna find out. Like they decided like they were gonna wear that kabuki makeup and kind of yeah. come up with their own thing, and it just kind of stuck. And then I sorry, right, so they got the four of them. Well, they started playing like a. They said their first show they had like ten people. Right? And it was like, like some motel or something like that. And the only people who were there were like like hookers and like yeah, like. But they rolled up to the show in like limousine. Like they they knew from the beginning if we're going, we're going first class, and this is the way it's going to be for now. Yeah, on. they totally took on a persona, like yeah. right even in the club days. Yeah, you know. But they had the, they had ballsy rock and roll, man. But that's what they needed at that time. Like you know, they they had to force their way in that door. Like they, oh, you got to be extreme. You have, we have something different that nobody was doing because I don't really think. Like you had glam and all that, but you didn't have anything what they were doing. No. Let's hear a song, dude. Yeah. Let's hear Cold Gin.
that's off their first album. In yeah. um, you know, you look at the first album cover, and they totally stole the Beatles. Oh, that's the yeah. whole idea. I wrote that in my notes yeah. too. Yeah, you know, like Ace had like he had like some kind of like crazy paint he couldn't get off his face, so he wanted to stand out like this, like like I forget, like some kind of like material, like metal in or something like that. Yeah, I thought it had some kind of long term effect. It did. It, it fucked did. up his yeah. skin. But like going back, listening to that song, like Ace Free. I'm sorry, Ace Freely is. An amazing guitar. He developed it into becoming an amazing guitar yeah. player. That he wrote that song. He did, but without Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, oh, he yeah. would never be able to write that song. No, he they, he needed direction. Yeah, like he was a mess without. He still needed direction. Like even when they got back together, he still yeah. needed direction. Yeah. But it's like you know, originally he wanted to. Call, he never like he didn't like Chin. So he the the, the, uh, the song was called like "Let's Get Vodka Again" or something like mm. that. But nothing rhymed with vodka. So then they could like, oh, it's cold, cold gin jam. time again. But it has a crunchy sound. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was edgy. It wasn't like crunchy like Sabbath or like or down tuned like Sabbath or anything. It was it was like American style rock and like roll. Blues. It's it's funny that they were so obsessed with the Beatles because that's more like the stone sound yeah. than the Beatles, right? And more, it's a little bit more. It's like stones on steroids. I feel like, like the stones with the kinks. Yeah. You yeah. Know, with the animals. Yeah. yeah. Blues with like a little like proto punk. Edge but it's like a hard garage rock. Yeah. rock. Like it's a hard rock. Like you had Zeppelin around or anything like that, but it wasn't as grungy or dirty. No. Or yeah, it's as not that. as fast. But it's like, dude, they're like that song. It's very early in their career. What are they talking about? Partying. Like you I know think. What I, mean? I think that's with their whole thing. What are we going to target? We're going to target kids. We're going to target teenagers. We're going to target young adults. Yeah. And what do they do? They want to party. They want to rock and roll. Yeah. Right. You know. And we're going to scare the shit out of old people. All the parents. We're going yeah, to scare, scare the, the shit, shit out, out of everybody. Well, I thought it was interesting, too. Like, So when they start the band and they were like, we need a, a, a manager. And they said like they got like Billboard magazine, like some directory. And they just started going down the list and like calling every mm. single person. Like, you know, every number. Like, hey, we think, uh, we'll send you a demo. Two backstage passes to any one of our shows, mm. uh, some shit like that. And they got down to Bill a coin. So they yeah. didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah. They get the AU. And uh, that guy was like, uh, so Bill a coin produced the TV show Supermarket Sweeps. Right. You ever watch that game no. show where like, no, yeah, they, it, it's still on today. They give people like two minutes to run through a yeah. supermarket and how much, uh, what's the most expensive shit you can throw in your cart yeah, yeah. in two minutes? Right on. Which I thought was absurd. But he Not produced that. He pro- he invented that show. He produced it. Okay, like you know, it's fifty I've years s- ago. No, I've seen it. Like yeah. you know, I didn't know that show was around that long. Yeah. But I know it's it was like as, around the eighties. Not as crazy as uh, uh, Colonel Decker. Yeah, 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 speak, yeah, yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah, I got more on him in the Cur- in the who Colonel Decker. Yeah, I got nice. more about him, him later. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. But anyway, but um, so this guy was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll be your manager." And the band was kind of like, all right, we don't know. He's like, well, give me two weeks. If I can't get you in a record label and a record deal in two weeks, I'll, you can fire me. Because he saw something. Right. He yeah. saw something. That, like, everybody's idea in this project is to make money. This right. is the name of the game. And to make, like, Paul, I, I, only, I believe that Paul Stanley at that time is the only guy who has the visionary for the pure art of music. Rock and roll. I think yeah. this dude saw it. He went above and beyond for the band. Yeah. He, like, outmaxed his credit card yeah. to keep the tour going. You know, they really thank him a lot for start, for keeping the band alive in the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. it was a rough ride for this band, like, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. You know. So he got him a deal. He got him a deal yeah. with a Casa- small label, Casablanca Casa Records. Yeah. And then the first couple albums don't really 
do anything, mm. but the band's like they're touring. And they said at some point they were like, they were still an opening act, but they noticed they'd go out in the crowd and they would see people wearing the makeup yes, like yeah. as an opening act. Yeah. They, they said they kept getting thrown off of tours. Because they, they, they blow them off the stage. they blow them off the stage. And they asked them like, could you not be that as good? good? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. No, we're going to take over the world, that whole yeah. idea. But um, like like the the famous story like they were, one year they're over Blue Oyster Cult and then they the same year this uh, the same day a year later Blue Oyster Cult's open up for them you know they had you know a great idea you know after the first two albums they were like how are we gonna capture our show to an album what are we gonna do how, what are we gonna do you know and they and they the best thing that they came came up with was. Doing a live album. Yeah. yeah. So the first couple albums didn't, the first three didn't really do anything. And Casablanca Records was getting close to going bankrupt. They said at some point that guy, Bill Coin, was like just charging everything on his credit card to keep him on the road. And there at some point, like, so the record label needed Kiss to have a hit. Kiss needed the record label to be successful. So they were like, because the record label couldn't even afford to send him in the studio anymore. Right. Yeah. And then they were like, dude, we got it. Like, the disconnect has been that our first albums haven't captured the live sound. Exactly. Go and there, make it's a, a different, live record. And it's a different feel. Like, yeah. I mean, live sh- like any any band has a different feel when they're live, especially this band. Can yeah. we hear something off of live? Yeah, of course, man. Let's hear. They, this song was big, but it didn't get big until it came off alive. Rock it's and, the rock and roll all night. Yeah, dude. The version on that. I mean, imagine being 13 years old, man. It's great. And, and it just fucking nails it. Before we get too much, like, talk about this album, I just wanted to bring this up because I was watching today on YouTube. Do you know there's a, a YouTube thing? There's multiple channels of, like, an hour and a half of Paul Stanley, like, stage banner. It's like, do you like tequila? Do you want to rock and roll? Dude, like, two yeah, hours. That's of, awesome. Let me see your hands. Yes. Uh, a buddy down at the bar told me about this, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? That is funny. No, that's He's awesome. like, we're not talking about... Tequila. Yeah, we're not talking about vodka. We're talking about uh, gold gin. That's awesome. Yeah, I like but that live album. Yeah. Send them to like stratosphere. Yeah, you mean like the kids just saw that album cover, and it was them. I love and, dude. I, and like, it was just them in their glory of yeah. live darkness. It, it says everything that cover. But it, the, it does, and like you know, like that album wasn't our entry point into Kiss. Like, I mean, we were, like, by the time we got to that album, like, Kiss, we were, like, in that 80s hairband thing and whatever. So that's where we discovered Kiss. But, but when, just, that, when that came out. Just talking out, about this historically. Yeah. You know, um, what it did for, for oh, Kiss. Amazing. It, it, it totally. Oh, it changed to, everything. It changed them. everything. They went from opening acts yeah. to becoming the, the act. Well, it was, but they, it was, all, they all sold the Eagles. Uh, was the Eagles, like. They were the first album to go platinum, or the second album. I, I, I think, think it's the, the Eagles, second. The yeah. Eagles went platinum. They're, I guess, their greatest hits album. Yeah, I think that went so. platinum. But this went platinum like in like a month or something. Like yeah. there were six weeks, something ridiculous. I read yeah. that. I didn't put it in my notes. I thought it was really interesting too how they made this album. It was like they how they made it bigger, right? Because that's they, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So like they captured it, and they were like, anytime there was like a a, a 
firework going off, they replace yeah. it with the sound of a literal cannon, and it, they it, pump like, in like yeah. bigger guitar, or they put um. He said there's like a... Uh, like a crowd tape. Yeah, yeah, the crowd, they made it even larger. They redid the guitars and made it louder. Well, yeah, like, like, you know, you do a live album, especially those dudes. They jump around a lot. You're gonna, They miss words. You don't get make mistakes, everything. Yeah. They, but what their vision was to do this live album. Yeah. So they went in and they touched it up a yeah. little bit. No, but, that's, uh, but I love know? the way they... I love how they admit it, though. Like, of course we did that. But like, you know? the, they put the crowd in there. Yeah, they're trying to capture their live show. Yeah, right. A huge crowd... Build up in the background. You wanted the best, and that's kiss, right? It's a yeah. little, yeah. it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of bullshit, right? It's, it's, a, yeah, it's the circus, circus, man. I, right. It's a circus. Right. Like we're selling, and they're geniuses for doing it. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. And they did it later on in their future. Like, like I found out, like in the nineties, they put out a live album with the thing. They recorded in, a, in an airplane hangar, and right? They, with but, no crowd there, and then they pumped in the crowd. It sounds amazing. No, but it's just like they put a product out. Yes, and. From day one, when Alive came out, it was brilliant. They, yes. they, they went from being nothing to everything, and everybody wanted to go see them live. And that's a great point, man. Like, right, they built a product. They were like, they're the one of the most brilliantly, I, I'm a marketing guy in yeah. my real job. Like, they're one of the most brilliant and marketing bands of all time. Because they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're making an album, but we're also building a brand and a product. Yeah. But you know what song shines on this album more than any other, in my opinion? Black Diamond. Yeah. Do we, we have that on our, our playlist? Play that. Uh, do we have it and on it's, it's not on the playlist, but it should be. And right, it's well. Peter Chris singing. It's not Gene Simmons. It's Peter Chris singing. Yeah. Once I had a baby. No, no, no. That's nothing to lose. Uh, this is Black Diamond. Yeah, you know, um, Doug brought something up um, that I totally forgot about. Um, Doug, Peter Chris studied under Gene Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Gene Cooper. Or, oh, really? Yeah, Gene let, Krupa. Let's start that over. Krupa. Yeah, I mean, where does um, this kid get this rock and roll feel from, from this swing background? Because that, that's his background. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a jazz drummer or whatever. And, and you can hear it in his yeah. drumming. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just all, um, all kiss songs swing. Yeah, but like just with that song, like that song's great. It doesn't get the love. Like it's not a very popular song. No, but, but the it, Kiss fans, the it Kiss is. fan love. It was like one of their first hits. Yeah, but it's um, you know, P- Peter, he said like if this band, this is his last shot. He entered the interview for this band. He's like, I'm all in because this is my last shot. I'm like I have to start living a life outside this rock and roll dream. Yeah, you know, um. This album was a huge success, so Casablanca took off a little bit more because of it, and they they gave him a bigger rock record contract. Yeah, but you know? but they were already like they had a couple other acts. Like later on down the time, that's when this was like the the money maker. Finally, they're making money yes. off of something, yeah. off this, a product, this and this though. is it. Yeah, but you know the I mean? next album is where the record company put money into exactly, it. and it was well, Destroyer. 
Yeah. The, the song Rock and Roll All Night too was like was a huge hit. And that's probably the song, like, right? If you listen to one Kiss song, yeah. that's probably the one but you know. But it didn't do well when it came out. Like, if you listen to the, the, studio, the studio version, version. It's, dude, it's Rock and Roll Part Night, but it's not like the, the, live, yeah. version. the live version. The live version, version to. What we played earlier. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that's very well known. You but hear on the radio and if shit. You need, if, dude, like, if you're listening to this out there and you're not really a Kiss fan, if you need an entry point, go out, go to like Spotify and listen to a live. And you'll be sold. Yeah, it's it's what it says. It's alive, man. Yeah, it, it really is. They they really capture what their show was all about in the seventies. It still is. Like you know, it, yeah. it's, it's like toward the end of their career, you know. And that song really defines their career, right? I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. That's like, the band. That's, that's they were going to party. That's what they exist. And it also like that fits on a postcard. You can. It's like. It's a slogan. Right. You yeah. may not like it's like Where's make, the beef? Make yeah. it, right. Make America great again. Where's the beef? Like, you know, it's like it's something, yeah, it's memorable. And they said they needed a party song. And Paul's sitting there and he's like, I wanna rock and roll all night and party every day. He's like, That's the song. Done That's the song. And right. he's like, just repeat it hundred and fifty times. times. He's like, song. and we're just gonna repeat it. Yeah. Right. That's great because they're focusing on their live show. Like the albums are the albums, like you know, but they're more concentrated getting back out in the road. Paul Stanley, all he wanted to do was be out on the road yeah. and play. Because, like, again, he comes from that background of being like a uh, an outcast or just that. The only time that's why he picked the the, uh, the Star Child because it was like alter ego. I want to be this rock star, and the only time he felt hmm. normal is when he was on stage. That's why he pushed the band so much. Yeah, they're definitely like um, I don't know. I, I don't want uh, the Springsteen, right? Is yeah. like he built his career on the back of his live shows. Yeah, Kiss built he built their career on the back of their live shows. Yeah, the. Uh, if Kiss, if anything, they took themselves a little bit too seriously. Like, um, I think they got the, lost in the in the power in the power in the, in the in the characters, especially Gene. Especially yeah, at some point like, they mean, do, yeah. especially yeah. Gene. Like he was yeah. always the um, the demon. Like always when he had that makeup on, and he even said like, "I would turn to another person." Like I'm backstage watching cartoons. Up, oh, okay, it's time to suit up. And then you'd like see, I would start changing. Like my chest would get bigger. I stand up, I start getting a little bit more creepier. And I'm this he, guy. He persona. That yeah. persona of the demon. Yeah. It was bigger than life. I mean, how can you not um, have like a split personality of but that? It, like, who am I really? Am I this demon guy? Is that my true self? Or am I this just this guy, Gene, that writes songs? But you know, it's really funny. There's a like a Mike Douglas interview with him when he's really young. Like when kind of kids because it was kind of like kind of like a freaky thing. Oh, this is interesting. Let's have this guy on the show. Right. It's like Marilyn Manson shit, you know. So he's sitting on the couch and he's like real young, and you can tell. And the, some actress is on there. She's like a really old Jewish lady. She's like, ah, uh, I bet underneath. Uh, yeah, I bet under, before. I bet underneath all that stuff, you're just a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx or Brooklyn, wherever yeah. he's from. He's like, oh, you'll never know, you know. But, right, because at some point, right, it became. Um, like they were so behind that makeup, there was a twenty five thousand dollar reward yeah. just to get a picture. Oh, wow! Yeah. And you can see like um, there's YouTube clips of them like walking put, out of like a a plane or something with like a paper over their face, face so yeah. you can't or, get a yeah. photo. They really went above and beyond to keep their um their faces covered, which but just adds yeah. to the, it just adds this, to the, right, but it the, adds to the, like the to the idea of the idea of kiss. Like you know what I mean? Like the mystery the, exactly. Because also when they take their mask off and you see Peter Chris and he's like he looks like. An IT guy in my company, yeah. like this, this dork is the yeah. But um, yeah, man, like like Gene Simmons too, man. Like the the difference between him and the character he plays 
Yeah, he he has such a dry. So I watched that documentary, right? Mm. And, it's, and he's not it's in great, makeup. Way, he's yeah. talking. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, he's a, yeah, it's great. and he's talking, and he has such that dry, witty, like I'm smarter than you kind of personality. But, but it's way different. You see him on stage, and he's like, you know, the like he's larger than life. Like if you ask somebody how tall is Gene Simmons, somebody would tell you he's seven, seven foot. He's seven, yeah. seven feet but tall. Teddy yeah. fires right, fireballs right. out of his yeah. arse. Right, right, right. You have no idea because he's just just enormous yeah. character. You have to go see it. But it's like you know, we like not to jump ahead at all. But when they took off the makeup, you know, Gene was always the demon. But as soon as he took that makeup off, it was Gene Simmons that we know today. And he, you know, we were talking. He's a little dry. But he's a funny, smart guy. Oh yeah, you know I, I, mean? I I don't mean dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derogatorily. But, he, but he's very, very funny. He's he's smart. Well, how can you not look, look? Look at the gimmicks that they yeah. did. Like, it's like I can't on, believe you, you bought this. I can't believe you, but you bought all this stuff. But everything he does when he talks, he's he's very calculated yeah. and and very slow moving, and he, you wouldn't expect the, the guy wagging his tongue and spitting the blood. Like yeah. it's not the same person. No, like, he's, he's, he's a smart dude, man. right? If you saw somebody who didn't know anything, you said. Here, watch these two video clips. You're like, that's not the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's interesting, man. Because we talked about um, a couple of like in the Shock Rock episode about characters or people that became a, like Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. like couldn't tell the difference where the two was, and it's just uh, it's really interesting, man. Now the the next thing they did with was Destroyer. How many uh, Professor? Yes, sir. How many albums did Kiss sell? How many copies did Destroyer sell? Yeah. In this, if you could find like in the seventies when it came out, I think they just might give you the whole ballpark number. Yeah, I don't, it uh, it sold. It was gold. It went gold. It sold two hundred eight hundred fifty thousand copies. So it sold better than any of the ones they did. But back yeah. then, dude, like there was no like okay, Alive went platinum. Like that I was mean, a huge that was a dude. Nobody, right. the Eagles. We were talking about that. The Eagles were the only ones else to do that. But the only thing, the highest thing you could do is gold back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it went triple gold. You're like, you know? Can we hear one of the rockin' songs off of it? Yeah, dude, what you got? Detroit Rock City. That's like, my favorite Kiss song. I was going to say, that song is like way better rock and roll party night day. Like any, oh, yeah. any, any day. Oh, yeah. But I think they wrote that song because when they first headlined the show at like a major stadium, they were playing in Detroit. I was going to ask you guys, what is the symbolism that's, in Detroit for them? I believe because they, that's what it was. Because the reunion tour, that was the first show the, that they booked. Stadium. The entire stadium. Yeah. So I think it, maybe they just have a huge following yeah. in Detroit. But I, I, I do, because watching that documentary, we all watch it this week. I think they said our first tour like our first headlining tour the first show was in detroit mm. so we're as we're talking about the story it's probably important to talk about too that they started working with the uh producer bob ezrin mm. and uh who he's is, a character he yeah. was alice yeah. cooper's yeah. character yeah. yeah 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 and they said he um he was a guy he was like dude the sound needs to be bigger he's everything a, he was every out studio there. he was like um he's all coked out all the time uh, yeah. yeah 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 and he yeah. said like if they were recording guitars he would Record piano and layer it in with the guitar, so it made it sound bigger. It sounds yeah. like that on "Shout Out Loud." Yeah, yeah. you hear yeah, the yeah, yeah. you hear the deep voice, the deep keys. Yeah, with the, with yeah. the guitar. But he also wore a whistle around his neck, and he blew it would it be at these in the guys, studio yeah. and be blowing at him. He like, probably was... needed that for Ace. Well, that's you know, we, you know, going back to that, like 
Ace didn't have a good time recording that album because he had to go back, kind of go back to rock and roll school, you know. Because, like, okay, going back into Ace really is an amazing guitar player. He wasn't. He got groomed to be as he was in Kiss, kept on moving up and up and up. He was great, but he kept on getting progressively getting better. Better, and this producer pushed him, pushed him, pushed him, pushed him. And he did. They made one of the biggest rock and roll albums of all time. Yeah. I mean, uh, Destroyer is a fucking monster. I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened to that album for a long time. Did, he did. How many Kiss albums did he produce? I'm not sure. I think it was a, it was a couple. I think he started working with them more for and a more and more. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the stretch of albums that he did. He did like yeah. up with Elder. And I think he he went up to Elder and they're like, all right, Ooh. that's enough yeah. of this yeah. shit. Well, he did Love Gun and all that. We'll, well, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Gun's before all that. Yeah, I didn't get too far into like the nerd shit around like go for know, it. Who? No, I didn't. I didn't mm. on purpose on my my research. I was kind of like, mm. that's not who the band is. So I wasn't going to deconstruct everything. And you know, shit, we've been talking for an hour. And we're up to nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. So it's like you know, like, and it's just starting for this band, right? Like right. I mean, it's just like the rocket ship is about to start lifting right. off. You know. So all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move up to seventy eight. So they were again. Them being the most brilliantly marketed band of all time, so they're, they're they took t- Beatlemania and they put it on steroids, right? Like if they could get their face on it, they did it, you know, right? And then they roll in the '78, and they decide they're all going to put out a solo album at the same time. Well, you know, they didn't they didn't really want to put solo albums. Ace was going to leave the band. He's like, I'm going to go sell like ten thousand records by myself and this and that. And there, like, he's walking out the door, and, and Gene's like, you don't have to leave the band. And of course, like Gene's like, ching ching, you to know, pursue we're going to put career. out, we're all going to do our own, own solo, solo album. album. And they all, dude, and, and they all suck. And they all except, suck. For, except for Aces. Aces. Aces, Aces is, is the best one. Do you have a do uh, you, New York Groove? Do you have New York Groove on there? I, I've totally forgot about New York Groove. That's right, what, that's let's, let's, even though it's a cover, it's his song. It's totally his song. Well, it was, which is interesting, too. So the, they all four of them put the albums out. Three of them, they mostly suck, right? Yeah, they all. They, Gene and, Simmons is is the worst one out of all. Maybe Peter Chris's is a little more worse than his, but the record label spends two and a half million dollars marketing them because they all, they all yeah. counted as Kiss albums. They do, like under the contract, yes. they, each one counted as half of a. Kiss It's not album. like they all come together. You right. gotta buy them all separately. So the so the record label buys five million copies and ships them all out to record stores, and mm. they're like, they all went platinum. We paid for them. They yeah, all yeah, went, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. none of them sold. Crazy them. So not to. They you're, wear like the cutout band or like a Woolworth, I mean, like the, the shit but, with the notch but in that's the corner. Where, yeah, but they dude, were they true. were like in the dollar bin. Like, yeah, I remember them being the dollar bin as a kid. But they went platinum because yeah, because, because they bought they, they bought already them bought wholesale, them. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, again, yeah. brilliant marketing. And not to get too crazy, but they do that with movies today. Yeah. Sure, they right, do that yeah. with movies today. Yeah, part of the business. The, yeah. um, I'm sorry, but anyway, can, can we hear a little yeah. bit of a uh, back in New York groove? Yeah, man, here you go. That's just the best what, track out of all those four yeah, albums. Yeah, dude. Like, it's that, catchy. That song it's a catchy is hook. Like, like, besides being a Kiss song, that is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's a great song. Like, you know, we didn't really talk about Ace so much not yet, but could, can we hear one more song by Ace? It's called Shock Me. Yeah. 
And this song basically is written because Ace got shocked on stage one day, and then he got then he wrote this song, or I think Paul might have wrote it. But that's influenced so many guitar players. Dude. You know, we didn't really talk about too much. Like, you know, like, like Dimebag. Yeah. You know, like Scott Ian, like Kiss, like, you know. Yeah. All these guitar players. Like Skid Row. Gener- like huge, every- a huge generation of guitar players were influenced by Ace Frilly. And Ace just, like, you know, he's not a musically trained guy. But what he does, what he did for Kiss was perfect. But it's all out of feeling. Like, there's this thing called, Dimebag said at one time, he has a name for it. And it's like, like kind of like. Little aces, he calls them. Like, only Ace Freely does these little finger movements mm. or like kind of like weird chords. Like, yeah, you know could, what I mean. He definitely his personality being like all tripped out goes into his guitar player, and I think his character um, stretches out his his space feeling of his guitar playing. Yeah, like the loops and everything that he would do, and the the guitar getting on fire and it would fly through the air. You know, like as yeah, as the show as the show went on, the circus got bigger. Like every Broadway show, the longer it goes on, the bigger it gets. You know, but you know, Ace, like he is an amazing guitar player. Like he's considered like one of the best by a lot of people. I think he's one of the luckiest guys in the world to be in this band. Well, you know, you know what I mean? they, he they let him know that he was lucky when they start put, yeah. when they stopped putting him on albums. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. but like touch on before we talk about touch. You know who tried out for Kiss and they didn't get the job? Was it JJ, uh, the guitar player from? Um, Twisted Sister. JJ Fresh. Yeah, he tried out for Kiss and didn't get the job. Well, But on that note, but um, yeah, they start stop letting Ace play on tracks because he was so drunk and he's so like out of it. They didn't and, trust yeah. him. Yeah. They didn't trust him. Well, it's interesting. Like, you know, out, out of the three of us, I'm not the musician, but you can hear like the the sparsity in between notes, yeah. right? So it like, ties into the Spaceman thing. Oh, right? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, there's a little gap. Like you'll play a note but and then it goes for a little bit. Right. That's a sound. Like that it's, space it, sound. Right. It's not like. Eddie Van Halen, every second is is yeah, something going on. Right, right. But it's like real laid back, you know. Yeah. But you know, I, I I don't know how true this is, and I hope the comic book guy, if I'm wrong, corrects me. I think Bruce Colick, his brother, his brother played parts, and Bruce Colick is the guitar player who came out like with the about the big yeah. after Vinnie Vincent and after Mark Saint John. His brother played all the um, guitars, the guitar parts on a few Kiss tracks. Hmm. And, yeah, um, even Peter Chris was. Being replaced at the time, yeah, like he was not showing up for recording things. You know? And his attitude, he wasn't, yeah, his he was. They were both unreliable, so they would get these other dudes to play on the album and say it's Peter Chris, yeah. or say it's Ace yeah. Freely to keep the pro, to keep the product rolling. Dude, they were probably so out. They're like, oh, did I play that? Man, I'm playing that really. Like, man, I played that really good. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You played it. Yeah. yeah. So, so well, there was that part where he said, "Wow, I never sound so good." Yeah, and it wasn't him. Yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, we'll get down to their the first round of self destruction. But yeah, good, but, these solo, but these solo albums are the beginning, the gateway to the the 
the original members not being in Kiss anymore. Yeah. So they, I guess the next thing they do is they, they decide they're going to, they want to make a movie. Why this, not? You're crazy gonna not to. There's going to be a cross between Star Wars and Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Holy and, shit. It was like the B film of all B films. It's yeah. the best B film of all time, in my Gene, opinion. Gene's, I have a copy of it. I watch it every once in a while after party uh, on like, and rock and roll. Gene, <laughs> like, I swear to God. Gene Simmons says it's a classic movie if you're on drugs. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, it's when I watch if you're it. You're all wasted and everything like that. Yeah. I, I have like the yeah uh, i could say it word for word like i watched it so many times yeah you know like it is so so bad the rumor was that like if you worked for the band you weren't allowed to ma- you couldn't mention it to them or you'd be fired it's really bad but it's dude. just up until that a and e documentary they started having a sense of humor about it and that's just what in the last year it's well so, if right. they were smart they they reissue it and people like, would you know go. they should like that they drive- buy anything because fans will buy anything that drive-in movie theater we go up at the poconos uh what's it called the mahoney drive-in they should play yeah it. they would be perfect yeah, for that yeah. they have so, some cover band play at the same time dude and that, i would go in the heart sack the mahoney drive-in people if you'll ever hear this you have to play kiss meets the phantom it, and it's it's on YouTube. I mean, Kiss meets a Phantom in the Park. It's it's really bad. I watched it's maybe so bad. twenty it's minutes of it when I was at work this week, and the dialogue is really bad. I mean, going back to Ace Freely, Ace wouldn't show up for the yeah for, parts of it. Like, yeah, he right. disappeared. So, so like, there's a scene in it where they're fighting, and yes. it's Ace, but it's not Ace. It's a black guy dressed up as Ace. Yeah, yeah and it's totally noticeable. He, yeah. It just oh, it's bad. And they couldn't get these guys to come over and do like overdubs. So, with Peter Chris, they got a voice actor that you heard in a million 80s cartoons like G.I. Joe and everything like that. Like, it's hilarious. Did, dude, that movie was just so out you of control, need, so need, over the need, top. You only need like 25 minutes. It's hysterical, it though. Yeah, when they're I sitting by the though. pool and everything like that. They're sitting by, why? Why do they have yeah. those black robes on and they're, and they're sunbathing? I love <laughs> it. It's great. They're like, Star Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But no, it's so bad, it's good. But it also sets the stage. All right, so they're, they're trying to... We're going to show it at the bar one day. We're going to have, like, Kiss Meets the Phantom. Dude, that would be awesome. It's sponsored by the Prisons of Rock and Roll. Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, my God. And the warden can dress up as Gene. <laughs> I'd pay for to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, so the band starts, you know, they do that, and then the, the wheels start to fall off right yeah, so they're they, like out of control huge well, yeah. they're out of control huge but what's happening is that not ace and peter aren't being quiet anymore gene and paul are always in control they make all the business decisions this that blah, blah, and they're watching their product like kind of like on as we're gonna listen to on live tv just start deflating peter says something too that like the merchandising picks up and he's like we're losing our edge we're becoming like a marketing machine and it really comes to a head, man. On Halloween in 1979, they go on a TV show called The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. And you have to watch it, man. We'll, we'll share it on our social media. But Gene and Paul are on one couch and Ace and Peter on another. And Ace is fucking wasted. Wasted. He's hammered. He's hammered like the warden. He's hammered like the warden at the show that you guys put man, on. The he bar. was fucking wasted. He was. I was like, and Ace just starts making these like, he's cackling over it and you can yeah. see Paul and Gene like getting angry oh, they were angry. getting like so, so com- pissed yeah uh, there's a, they're watching everything they work for go yeah, down, down the, the drain yes here I'll play I'll play a little bit of it like uh, just something Ace is saying something stupid and laughing hysterically over it tell me about your outfits I mean do you, did you design your own outfits all of you and, yeah. and w- tell me what each outfit means and I'll start with you Ace well that means a cucumber I think this outfit is self-explanatory <laughs> 
I mean, you know, this is part of a, a, a kind of a V-shape. This is my utility belt, and we don't want to go any belower than my uh, waist area because that's reserved for concert players. Yeah. I, I understand that. But, and, then uh, I, and after it's all over, they say, this, this is I what we play for. for. And that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I stole this from Flash Gordon, and, uh, you know, I have my... Yeah, dude. He, but, uh, like, th- there's a million examples where he just is yeah. laughing at his own shit and just oh, he's, he's, he's out like, of control. He's yeah. like, he's so like drunk or on drugs or anything like that. But then you see Peter Chris on the couch laughing along because it's so out of control. He's and being Peter a, and being and, a toady. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. egging Ace on. He's like because he's watching uh, Gene and Paul squirm. Yeah, and if you see Gene's in his face, he's like motherfucker. Like you know he's. Yeah, at one They're, point, like Gene just kind of like he looks and shakes his head and he goes like, "Hi, mom!" Like, yeah, yeah. Like you tell he's he's pissed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would be too. Everything you're working for, you're on daytime TV, and, and probably, Ace is fucking wasted. Right, and, he's, like and, he's, and he's probably praying like, "Oh, we're gonna go on TV." He's been a mess for like two years now. I know. I just what is he gonna say? Like, it, he knew it was gonna happen. But it's just like, how am I going to get out of this? How am yeah. I going to make this work? Those guys, they had Maybe a vision, they thought right? they were so bizarre anyway. Whatever comes out of their mouths going to be like controversial would have been but to them. Like, yeah. But for Gene and Paul to be so serious about it is kind of jokingly funny. It man. is because it is their like, product. They, they got, but they got makeup on. Like they, they, they sing songs about Doctor Love and yeah. like that, and they're taking. How can they? At least Ace isn't taking himself so seriously. But the the idea, you know, is like we're in a rock and roll band. Why are you guys showing up to meetings about like how these songs should go in suits? You know what I mean? It's like you know, like Lars Ulrich said one time, he's like, What's with all these rules? I'm in a right. rock and roll band, not to have any rules. And well, that's their you know, that's Paul their and, thing. Yeah. Paul and Gene at this point totally took total control yeah, it's a business it's a business at this point and this is where the point where peter chris finally had enough yeah and this is the point where the music is secondary and it's all about the image yeah you know? yeah so peter chris is also like his drumming was getting worse and they said a couple points like he was being kind of intentional during shows like he oh, would he slow would down dude, he's a nasty motherfucker yeah. like you know what i mean like oh, he, yeah, he's absolutely. a nasty fucking person yeah. i love dude like you know but i would be too like they're, of course, even back oh, then, they're making more money. He's a huge head. He's like, no, I he's a, you go. drum solo. I sang Beth. Night. I sang Beth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which which won a Grammy. You know? Yeah. Is, I think yeah. it's their own, only Grammy, you know? Yeah, I don't like that song. Nobody does. Even my opinion changes on them. I don't like that song. No, yeah, nobody likes that, that they, song. Like, Hard Luck Woman's a better song. Yes. That's a great song. That, yes. That, um... That uh, Peter sings and Garth Brooks covered it. And yeah, it's, it was great. It's fantastic. When that Kiss My Ass. Which I can never find a copy of. You probably find on eBay. Yeah. Baby, so, yeah. Oh, I have so, nothing to play it on now. I don't we'll, have a CD we'll player. Yeah, put that. We'll get Billy to put it on. Yeah, burn that shit. So Peter, at some point, like it, it boils to a head, and he leaves a band, right? And then they hire Eric Carr. And I, I don't want to get too far into all the ins and outs because we've been talking for an hour. But when Eric Carr comes back, when Eric Carr comes in, they're like, "Well, you got to have makeup, yeah, right." So it's like, like so you got to come up with your own thing. And I guess that's kind of important in the story. So like, because it's not. The same makeup. You got to come up with new makeup. So he's like the fox. The well, first, did first he come he was, up with that, or did Gene? No, uh, I'm sorry. Paul came up with that. Yeah, I think initially he was going to be like a hawk, and they were like, "You look like a chicken and all kinds of other shit." Eric Singer, before they put the makeup back on, he jokingly said, "Like, because Eric Singer has like this nose, he's like, like I already hawk. came up. I'll be the hawk because he has his big okay. pointy nose." And right. But you know, Eric, Eric. Carr came in and gave them a different kind of sound. He's a, dude. He's Eric, such a better drummer. Eric Carr's drumming. Is so fucking big. Let's give an example for it. All right, what do Play you got? I Love It Loud. Yeah, 
Now, do you yeah. think like that was like a big fuck you to Peter Chris? Like, look at this huge intro to this fucking song. But hey, if they did, maybe. But I'll tell you what. This is when people started jumping ship off the of kiss because people like the original Peter's not in the band anymore. The comic book is breaking up. The um, the Marvel universe is splitting. Right. Yeah, once, who's this fucking guy? You yeah, know? right. Who's this guy in different makeup? But at the right. same time, you know, Eric Carr. It's a great story, dude. He was a repairman for ovens. Yeah, right. Before but like he you, got have, the call. you have, yeah, you have to have some kind of job doing something, and that's what he was doing. His ninety five, not the nine to five. And then he got the call or he auditioned. Yeah. And then he won the job. Yeah. And overnight. For the biggest band in the land. The yeah. biggest band in the world. That's a lot of pressure. I think but he, he handled, handled it well. Fairly well. Yeah. The Fox thing it was just a gimmick. You know, went on. But his drumming was way better than Peter Chris. I know comic book guy is going to shoot me in the head for saying that. But it's fact. Eric Carr was a monster. Yes. All his drumming was, was rock star style. Like yeah. it was like more of a John Bonham style than a, a Gene Koopa style. And the thing is, though, he wanted to be there. He loved the band. He was a fan. He loved being in this band, and he would have done whatever. You know, it's not good to do what anybody tells you to do. You know, he put makeup like Fox makeup on, but it was going to work. But at the same time, the fans weren't buying the it. The fans were not buying yeah. it. They were canceling like canceling shows. To the next point. Of like they're like, what are we gonna do now? What's gonna happen? And then what happens? Ace leaves. The Ace band. leaves. See, I was amazed that Ace hanged in there as long as he did, because like Ace was the most dysfunctional person in this band, you know. Right. And see, he just hanged in there. It's like it's two years between. Is it really? Peter Chris it that, leaving, yeah. Like uh, uh, Peter Chris left in eighty, and Ace leaves in eighty two. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Ace hung in there. I think Ace was like didn't know any other better than what to do. He's that gravy train. Yeah. You know, he, it was just making that money. That yeah. booze money. But the thing yeah. is, though, Ace said that he was gonna freaking kill himself if he was like, oh poor. Like I was watching it today, and it's like, oh you poor guy. Like, but I get it. You keep playing the same songs for like ten years or whatever it is at this point, and you're not even you. You're not you're even this you. character. You're this character. How do you get lost in that shit? He's drunk all the time. Drunk, stoned, just on heroin, on cocaine, on everything. On he he was he took advantage of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But he also took advantage of the mystique of everything. Oh, I could take off this makeup and I can go anywhere and buy drugs and just yeah. like you know yeah. nobody's going to recognize right. me. I can yeah. go be like a slob. I think they all did that though. Like Except, they all enjoyed like having the makeup off and yeah. be able to go to the corner store. But people did know who they were. Like you know what I mean, like you see, like like Gene Simmons dated Sardine Cher at this time. Right. Like you know what I mean. So you see them walking into the Studio Fifty Four and he had the makeup. Everybody knows it's him, but he's not going to like. Get the, the press, the, the satisfaction, which I love about them, you know, because fuck the press, you know. Well, so when Ace leaves, I mean, like, the number of people, well, the Gene Simmons says they considered is, like, they said that Eddie Van Halen yeah. was going to join that the band. That would fucking well, awesome. Well, Eddie Van Halen was going to jump ship on Van Halen because he yeah. had enough of Daily Roth, and Gene Simmons, like, you can't leave that band. Right. Like, you're going to regret that for the rest of your life. He was honest with them. As much as they would love to have in the band, you're going to miss... Because Van Halen was becoming a huge deal at that point. And he's like, you cannot leave this band. I could see Eddie Van Halen's paint on his face. What would he have? The, the, it would the guitar? Have the the guitar, guitar paint. Like, yeah. the Frankenstein paint. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be black and silver. Yeah. That would be, that'd be really awesome. Good. So they also talked to Doug Aldrich from uh, Dio and White Snake. Mm -hmm. He said, Richie Sambora... And they, no talked to, they said they talked to Yingy Malstein. Yang Wei Yeah, whatever the Who's fuck. Who's he? Yang Wing? Yang Wing? He's one of the like Flurgen Blurgen. He's, he's like Swedish. Satriani kind of guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Swedish like guitar guy. Like really? A little bit. I didn't yeah. know that about Sambor either. 
Well, it's also Gene Simmons saying that. So, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, you yeah. know. But the Van Halen thing definitely did happen. Yeah. But the guy that they wound up settling on, and we'll end the first half of the show here, was Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. Right? So, Vinnie... Well, the reason why they had Vinnie Vincent is because he was doing Aces parts on the albums at that point. And he was just the guy that like was a more familiar. guy kind of brought He was more into... familiar with the band and the guys in the band at that point, And he knew the music. So, it was the logical choice. His makeup was really weird. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, he had, like, that cross on his head the, onk. the, the Egyptian onk but yeah. it was just like it was fucking... awful it's a shitty out of the five of them but, but I think Paul happened. came up with that too like dude what you could come up with something way better yeah. than I that think, dude I think this is the worst part of the band's history yeah right yeah. now uh, but we didn't even talk about the disco song yeah we totally yeah, we, yeah but that's that's okay you know I mean being dark history I mean the band's broken up basically it's just Gene and Paul of the original band left Everybody jumps ship. Everybody's now they're by themselves. What the hell are they going to do? And they come up with a disco song. Well, that was before. That was before Peter left the band. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but yeah. still. But yeah. still, it's part of this is like the. That's the, the downward fall. Yeah. Right. It's right. them doing the disco right, song. Well, let's yeah, let's the disco yeah, song. We were talking about yeah. it anyway. A downward fall. This is a downward this fall. This was the beginning. I mean, dude, they're jumping a shark. They, they yeah. were. It's not a bad song. It's a bad kiss song. Now. But it's awesome live, though. It is. Dude. Like Paul, like flies over to crowd. He has his little ego thing, and we went to go see him, and he flies right over us. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is this is great. Yeah, you know? he's a great performer. He's he really takes the crowd yeah. in the middle of his hand. But this is like marking it as best. Like if somebody else did this song. Like it's not a bad song. It's a kiss. It's a kiss song. Let's face it's it. Yeah. it's a kiss song. It's, the bass is driving on it. Is, man. Yeah, it is. It is kick ass. Yes, but you know it's really. Did you? I'm sure we'll talk about the the Detroit Rock City movie eventually. But there's a scene in that movie. Did you? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So they made a movie. Came out like in the early thousands. It's hilarious. It's, it's like Dude, you'll it, love it. It's like days confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're like they pick up a hitchhiker and everything like that, and the girls like. Like it's like oh they call her like what do they call her Stella a, a Stella a she slime, was like a disco, disco queen yeah, she was a disco queen yeah. and she was like you know what disco's so big I bet Kiss is going to do it and they're like no fucking way they're no like on the way to Detroit to go see a concert I have a, I have to get a copy of it for you you'll laugh your ass off oh yeah yeah I've, I've heard of the movie I've they're never like, seen it they're like oh this is how this is how horror movie starts they're like this is also <laughs> how porno starts uh, it's so man. funny. Maybe we'll just wrap up Vinnie Vincent real quick. So, yeah. so he he doesn't he's not with the band very long. They said no. they kicked him his, out because he was like freelancing on stage and playing too many guitar solos. His ego got in the way, and like, dude, he and they even said like he's an amazing guitar player. Well, the thing that they did with Vinnie Vincent when he was in the band is they took the makeup off. Yeah, and I think that's where we should come in the next break. Yeah, after the break. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. So why don't we take a commercial break? We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the band taking the makeup off, putting the makeup on, going on uh, uh, their fifteen <laughs> farewell tours, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll take it from there. We'll be back. Keep on listening. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at Seventeenth and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. 
It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Chunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can feel overwhelming these days. We're all moving at a million miles an hour and sometimes get so wrapped up in everything and everyone around us that we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And as a special offer to Prisoners of Rock and Roll listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com prisoner. That's BetterHelp.com prisoner. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, everybody, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us, man. That was Lick It Up from Kiss. That was from their No Makeup era. One of their bigger songs from the make the No Makeup yeah. era. I, I'm, I'm not in love with this era of Kiss. Yeah, it's not yeah. a... As I was playing, I was like, it's not a bad song. It's just no, not a Kiss song. It's, it's not, it is a Kiss song. It's just a watered-down Kiss yeah, song. Yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's it cult, I mean, in the cult fashion of Kiss, yeah. people love it. They still play... Like, yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with the makeup on and all that now, yeah. they don't play the song. Yeah. No. yeah. But it's, it's a, fine. I think it's a... It, the video reminds me of... The song reminds me of the video more than anything. Sure. It was a post Apocalyptic, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're always doing that shit, like post apocalyptic world. But I think that, but that's part of, like, you know, like the world, is, like, not the world is ending, but the, like cockroaches and kiss will still be around. Yeah. So, like, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Good point. You, you know. Yeah, it's just real, it's a real thin sounding. It doesn't have that huge but kiss. But so was sound. the 80s. The yeah, 80s yeah, right, were right, very right. thin sounding. And I think it was all the coke that they were doing. They're rolling with the time. Yeah. So. But you know, the one thing that Gene Simmons said about this era of Kiss is like they weren't the leaders anymore. They kind of just fell in to with everybody else because this is like they, like Rat was out at this point. Yeah, all this, these before, all these like, hair bands crew were coming was still in. coming around. So they just kind of just fell into that. So they weren't leading. They weren't leading the parade anymore. The, yeah. They were just another band. Yeah, they were caught in the middle of all these hair bands and all the spandex and yeah. all and, this thing that and they, they adapted well to it. They you look know. like linebackers with fucking drag on. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they didn't that well do it. They yeah. did it. Paul Stanley did it. did it well. Yeah, Paul Stanley's, you know, he has that really side to him. But Gene Simmons just the demon, man. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. You could put 
eyeliner on him. You could put spandex on him. You, you could do whatever hairstyle on him. He is the demon. But he still reminded everybody that he was a demon. He had bases. He still played the axe base. He still had like he had a base with the demon on it. You know that was later on. It was later on, but I'm saying, but he never dropped that persona yeah. from him. That he's still reminding people, I am this person. And Paul said is like the most person that I felt horrible for was you know. I'm the voice of Kiss, but Gene's the face of Kiss. He always has yeah. been since the beginning. And you're, he's taking his identity away from him. He felt. And Gene was all on board for it. He's like, let's do it. You know, let's let's do something different. Well, they kept on doing different. And Vinny Vincent didn't stay very long. No. They, they had enough of his bullshit really fast. And they aced him out. Yeah, and they booted. Oh, I see what you just did right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They booted him out. They, booted him out they, got, they got Bruce Kulik in. No, yeah. they actually get uh, St. John in. Uh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. There's another guy in between. I'm sorry. Mark um, St. John, that's his name. Mark St. John. He, he yeah. did a great song on there. Let's hear it. It's called Heaven's on Fire. Still so eighties. Yes, yeah. it's total a hair band. Yeah, all the spandex and all that shit. But you know, it's nope. really funny. Like you listen to some of the lyrics. I was trying to Google today. Like twenty of so the worst, awful. the worst lyrics. I was like texting you today. I'm like, hey, if you have a minute, uh, you know, could you try to find like some of the lyrics they were spitting out? Was just like their whole career is just yeah. hilarious. See, this part of Kiss, I think Paul Stanley took the reins of it all. Yeah, like you know, all the songs were Paul. Even yeah, in, okay, now. St. John's out. Well, you and, know, so about that, St. John, they really liked having a band. He was a great musician, but like he started get, he had this like problem where his hands started blowing up. This arthritis. Yeah, arthritis yeah. or something. Yeah, and then like the they, guy, as fast as the guy they got in the band, he was out. Like before yeah, they even yeah. start touring for this album, I think, he was out of the yeah. band. And before you knew it, um, Bruce Cullick came in. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think this is like our entry point kind of into Kiss. Like, Yeah, you know, this is when we first start listening to Kiss. Um, when we first start listening to Kiss, we had no idea they wore makeup. I had no idea until maybe like a few years later. Yeah, because um, we were super, we were young. Bruce, Bruce Cullick definitely had a good sound with Kiss. He definitely formed a different sound for Kiss. He was a great fit for them. He, um, used, like we said earlier, like he always had his roots in Kiss. Like his brother did a lot of recordings when Ace was too like messed up to record that day or, or just a no-show. So this guy's been around around this idea of Kiss or the, the franchise of Kiss for a very long time hmm. prior to this. Yeah, so, you know, they put a couple albums out. I think the first Kiss song I ever heard was um, Turn on the Night. And I, dude, I still love this song. Good. Can we play it? Yep.
it was more of a stadium rock like, yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Like a thing. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Some you know? '80s movie soundtrack, yeah, like, but, by some generic band. Yeah. But, but like, there's a part in the song, like I still think about it all the time because I do love the song because this is my entry, or oh, I'm sorry, our entry point in the kiss. He's like, these are my people, and this is my crowd. These are crazy nights. Like they're still holding on to that kiss army. Like yeah. we're all rejects, but yeah. we're all in this together we're kind all of thing. Together, yeah. Like what, what? What does he say? He's like. He talks and he, he says like he says some kind of cheesy shit. Yeah, there. but it's great though. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like wow, come on everybody. But, but that's the Paul like, stand like wow. But, yeah, this, you know, like I, I was saying, this version of Kiss is totally like Paul Stanley. Yeah, it's you know, it's, 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 yeah, totally, it. yeah, it's not bad though. It's not like, bad though, but it's all like I think Paul. Did the best version of hairband that there could be. Well, yeah. Gene's not a hairband guy. No, and it's also right. This is when Gene is starting to do a lot of acting, right? Yeah, so he's, he's kind of not. Movie. He's not in the. Yeah, right. He's he's kinda, very. He's not really doing much with the band. He's showing up for make albums. Yeah, so he's, he's doing a lot of touring. He's touring, yeah. he's touring yeah. and all that. it in though. Yeah. You know, he's just there. Because at some point, like Paul said to him, like, "Dude, you you need to refocus here, right? Yeah. And get grounded in what we're trying to do." And he, and he agreed. And like they brought that in the documentary, and I was watching that. But I love the relationship that they have together. Like, you know what I mean, they're they're brothers. He's like the way he explained. It, he's like, you know, Paul's that guy. He's like, hey, you know, your breath really stinks. Maybe you should maybe yeah. you should chew some gum. A lot of people will like you a lot better. And this is like the idea of him just making. It was the eighties. He made that Tom Selleck movie. He made some kind of other movie where he was in drag or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was in that that Halloweenish. Yeah, kind of movie. yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah, it was but, really bad. But it's just like you know, I think that Paul fell is like, dude, you're kind of ridiculous right now. Yeah, and what you're doing because he's Hollywood. Like he's living in California. Yeah, he's not anything to do with New York. And neither right. is Paul. Like you know, but they're so glitter. Yeah, they're they're so far away from rock and roll right now. Yeah, that big heavy bluesy big sound that we heard on the earlier stuff. Yeah. That's all gone. Oh, it's, right? it's all, all that's all like, shitty. It's 80s. all plastic. Yeah. But it's all about like you know what but sounds it was still good today. Yeah, what's this? Yeah, no, like, it was I still love, rock. Yeah, I love that song. I still I'll always love that song. Like turn like you know crazy nights for the rest of my life. To get pumped up. I yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. This is a part of a really sad part of Kiss's history. Yeah. When they are in between making albums, Eric Carr gets cancer, brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah, well, he had heart, heart cancer. cancer. Yeah, he heart has heart cancer. cancer. And then he gets, so the band, yeah, he gets diagnosed with heart cancer. The band replaces them with Eric Singer. And then by mid-91, the band gets asked to do God Gave Rock and Roll to You right. by uh, on the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey soundtrack, which is, I I love that soundtrack, uh, yeah. man. Do Great God, movie. And I didn't realize Great until movie. a few years ago that God Gave Rock and Roll to You is a cover. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was like a standard. It's like a... Yeah, I, and somebody brought to me, I was like, really? Yeah. They're like, dude, you have a Gene Simmons tattoo on your arm, and like you are the number one Kiss fan, and you don't know this? I'm like... It's not a Gene song. It's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a Paul yeah, song. It's a Paul song. But... But by then, like, Eric Carr is really sick, and he had kind of left the band, and he was like, dude, I, w- I want to be in this video. Yeah, No, he wants to be, he wanted to be on the album. He wanted to be on the album. Or, I'm sorry, on the song. They wouldn't let him be on the song. Because they were like, because he was too sick. Yeah, but right, he right. said, let me be in the video, and he begged them, let them be in the video. And they're like, all right, well, we'll see. And he kept on calling and calling and calling. Yeah. And they're like, all right. He's like, this is my goodbye. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to kick him out of the band. They just wanted him to get well. Right. But, he but they did... had to keep the gravy train going. But, right. But, but, but it's important that they were like, no, dude, focus on your yeah. health. Like but Eric Singer played drums on this track. But there's a, a part at the end where it's just acapella. And it's Eric and Paul singing it. So Eric did sing, like, the whole... 
the gay gay rock and roll party toward the end of the song before it builds up again. That's Eric Singer singing in there. Yeah. Mm. Can we hear a little bit of gay yeah, so rock he, and roll? So they let him be in the song and they said by then all of his hair had fallen out. So yeah. he's wearing a wig. And he's in the video, right? Playing the drums. And then he he dies like very shortly afterwards. Yeah. Uh the same day as Freddie Mercury. We hear a little bit of the song. You remember the video for it? Yeah, they were yeah. showing all the classic Kiss footage stuff. of all the Kiss shit. And for, at that time, you never seen any of that stuff unless you had that, like a video the, cassette, the, the home videos. videos. This and it was, was like, new. And this for, was my entry to Kiss. This was the so, first it, song that I heard. Yeah, when I was like and saw the whole thing. And but yeah. it was just like you know, it was, it was perfect. Like it's not per, it's not per, it's perfect that if Eric Carr was going to do one last thing, that it was this big. It was him saying goodbye. Especially with the video, because they like they were they were shit. He played like, his ass off. Yeah, let's not forget that Eric did wear wear makeup. At this point, Kiss only had two drummers. They had like th- fucking four guitar players by this point. But they at this point they only had two drummers. You know, you know right. they got criticized. Kiss got criticized a lot because moving forward so fast without Eric Carr. They, they like I said, they had Eric Singer all ready to go. Yeah, yeah. and right. you know they got criticized. They said that they were. Like perfect. Like, no, like And they got criticized. I do remember that. But then, like you know, you do the research and you listen to like, especially this A and E documentary. Listen to them talk. They're like, well, you know, we're just doing this right now. Like Eric, you're going to be in the band. Like Paul Stanley's like, I can't Amer- imagine that Eric not in the car. I'm yeah. sorry, in the band, but we have to do something. We have to keep this train moving. And unfortunately, Eric Carr died. Yeah. Eric Hart died, and now they're like searching for a drummer, and they bring Eric Singer in. Now, I think this, Eric, I think they knew that Eric was going to get the job. Eric yeah, Singer was going to get the they job. They brought him in. They they, brought, he's like, a he, great fucking drummer. He was like he was like the session guy, the go to yeah. guy. He had a few bands that he was in. He was in Badlands. Him. Yeah, he played he, for Alice Cooper. Yeah, but I think this next album, Revenge, is the return of Gene. Yeah, the return of the Demon. Yes, the return of the King. Like I said, everything was Paul before. Yeah. And I think with songs like Domino and all these other songs. Unholy. Unholy. But I think one of the best songs on there <laughs> is Spit. Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that. All right, here you go. Got no manners and I'm not too clean, but I know what I like. If you know what I mean, what do people say? Well, Mr. Can't you see? It don't mean spit to me. Want a lot of woman with a lot of love. Well, thin is in, but it's plain to see. It don't mean spit to me. It's heavy. Dude, you just blew me. I haven't heard that song in 20 years. Yeah, and I remember listen- every single word of it. Yeah. I'm like, how much that song, like, I knew that whole yeah, fucking I've been, song. I've been listening to it all week. Yeah. I don't know that song, but I was like, dude, that's way it's different heavy. than but, the shit we just played but you're, the last yeah. four songs. But it's like that, you're a thousand times right, Ryan. 
this is the re-entry point for when Gene is becoming the demon again. Because that like, that's the closest thing to the was, 70s that the, he's done. It was the best. Even there's another song on, on there. It's called Domino. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, it's Play that on there. Yeah, sure. You know, this was the response to Nirvana's Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Alice in Chains. You know what? They got heavier. Yeah. Kiss got, got heavier. I remember seeing them on Headbangers Ball and be like, oh, Kiss is on Headbangers Ball, and they play Unholy. Yeah. That shit was fucking heavy. But, you know, listening to, again, I haven't listened to this in a very long time, but now I'm thinking about who are they around this time? The dudes from fucking Anthrax, Dimebag, this, that. I think who who they were tight with at this time, like Scott Ian and all these guys, they're like, you have to write heavier the songs. The demon has to come, come back. Come back at it. And I think the those guys. has to come back. Because they're all like super close with a lot of these guys I just mentioned. Like Dave Mustaine, like and whatever. I think that kind of had a little bit of influence on Maybe them. I think maybe the edge of grunge made them yeah. get heavier. Yeah. The guitar like, licks are getting tighter. They all, yeah, wearing, it's like, they all wear them black. Yeah. They all, you know, they, they, Gene looks the best that he does in through years, all the years. In all the years. You know, he, he actually looks like like a rock star yeah. without the makeup. Yeah. The first time. Yeah, he, like, he looked like a linebacker. Yeah, like a goatee. He had like a goatee and everything. He was a bad... Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like... That that opening, man, sounded like an ACDC song or it sounded like a ZZ it's Top a song. Album. Like that. It's I like, think it's, it's my favorite non-makeup Kiss album, The Revenge. But you know what also I love about this album? They have a tribute to Eric Carr at the end. This, at the end, it's like a, a long drum solo. The R. Carr jam. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. And you hear him talk on it. And, you know, Eric Carr is just a really happy guy all the time, you know. But it's, you know, they didn't forget about him on no, this they, album. No. No. They, they tribute him. They you know, this whole album to them. They never forgot him. He's part of the Kiss history, and nobody can ever take that away from him. He's the fox. Yeah. But now you have this guy, Eric Singer. Now, this guy, he's even till, just a fucking great drummer, man. And to, even till today, this guy carries the flag. If somebody's going to defend Kiss and what they do these days, he's the guy. You're only as good as your drummer. Exactly. And not for nothing, I went and saw Peter Chris within like 2000. I was like, okay, but he plays like an old man. Well, he is. Now, you get Eric Singer in there. Yes. Eric, Eric Singer's probably about 50-something years old but now. He still kills but him. he kills He's a different kind of drummer. He's, if Yes, he's more like Eric Eric. Uh, Eric Carr yeah. than, than um, Peter, Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris is like another – that's like – that's. I don't even know called classic kiss or whatever, it's, but is it completely same idea, kind of different, different kind of kiss? But the thing is, though, like, you know, I think we're going to lead up to like when things get back together with the original guys. But before that happens, they said that Bruce Kulick, he's more of like a Zen kind of guy. He's like, well, you know, I understand, and this is like the direction that well, the band's going in, going into. But Eric Singer took that shit so hard because he, like, he. You're talking that, about when they. Put the makeup back on. I'm trying to get to like Eric Singer loved being this band so much. He always thought he was just a higher gun. He's like, yep, just another gig. But when he had this gig, he felt at home. Yeah, because I, like, I read that too. Because he was, he was, he was like in a band. He was in a band, but he's been in a million bands. But he's like, yeah, he, this, wasn't he was like, he was a guy. fan. Yeah. He's like, I, could, I can't imagine I'm in Kiss. 
You know what I mean? It regards to what version of it it is. Yeah. And Eric Singer got yo-yoed out of the band like four times, three times, right? So he's in it. I, I wrote it down because I, I made like a little timeline because the shit gets complicated, man. Like who's yeah. in, who's out. Oh, yeah. In and the next 10 years, it gets yeah. really fucking wacky. Singer was in 91 to 96, then 01 to 02, and then 04 to now. So he gets a couple times, man, he gets dumped. And I put in my notes somewhere, like when they get the band back together, like imagine if you're these guys, like you just filled in. He's you're, waiting. Your singer, your Bruce Kulik, like, hey, man, yeah. I'm just some wor- hardworking musician dude, and I finally got a break. And you're like, oh, yeah, man, we're doing really cool shit, but you got to go just because the other guy is the iconic guy wore the makeup. Yeah. Well, and we know he's a douchebag, but let's let's talk about how the reunion started. Yeah. Um Kiss was doing their Kiss um convention. Convention. Yeah. yeah. And you know, some of the guys would show up and they would do an acoustic set. So what was the and Kiss convention? The Kiss convention is basically like Comic-Con for Kiss fans. Like the traveling circus, yeah. right? But like- the, but the mindset that Gene has, you would have all these like fake Kiss conventions going on and everything like that and they're like well, this is the official but this is the official one they brought stuff out of storage and this and that it's the original costumes like if anybody's gonna do this we're gonna do it the best and, they and we're if we're gonna make if anybody's gonna make money on this we're gonna make money on this so at this point um peter chris gives a call up to gene says hey my daughter knows nothing about the history can i bring my daughter down he's like of course you can bring right. bring your part of this history bring it gene down. and those guys would do like an acoustic set yeah. at the end like yeah it kind of you know impromptu but, up on a stage or something like so, when i heard that story when when um peter chris called him like all that ego shit is gone like you know i mean like it was like real friendly right. and and eric Carr's telling the story he's like of course you could come down eric singer yeah 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 you know he or I'm sorry, Peter Chris. When Peter Chris calls Gene Simmons, he's just like, yeah, of course you down. can come, come yeah. down. This is your part. This is yours. You know. So they did that, and they started thinking to themselves, you know, everybody's doing this unplugged thing. Why don't we do a Kiss Unplugged? And they did a Kiss Unplugged. Either though they did a bunch of new songs and everything like that. What did they do, Doug? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I pulled, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, wait, 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 I'm wait, thinking so, about something. So Ace, Ace showed up a couple of those Kiss Convention songs too, right? Yeah. Didn't he, no, like, they, uh, they, but like, Eventually, yeah. after the convention, they did the Unplugged thing, and they said, we're getting the band back together for the Unplugged. Right, so they right. did MTV Unplugged, and then Peter and Chris come out they for come, a like, couple of the songs. They, toward the end of the thing. Yeah. You know, and and the, the, the audience goes bonkers, right? Yeah, Peter Chris knocks the shit out dude, of the Pe- song. Peter Chris is the MVP of this show, and I think Ryan was asking me, what do they play? They play nothing, got nothing to lose. Yeah. Can we play let's, some of yeah, that? Yeah, let's go. But for a band that built themselves up, like they hide, but not, not hide. No, no, you're right. right. They're they're behind they hide makeup and the explosions amplifiers and, the, and all that shit. Yeah, right. But you listen to them play. These motherfuckers can play. Right. Yeah, like they, they can play. They got Eric Singer and Eric Carr both playing drums at the same time. And okay, maybe Eric, Eric. Singer. I'm sorry, Eric Singer and Peter Chris are both playing drums at this thing. And Eric Singer is absolutely carrying Peter Chris. 
Yeah, well, Peter hasn't played drums in a long time, yeah, and Eric but, Singer's a professional drummer. Exactly. But Peter Chris on that song, he kills it. Yeah, his He's, vocal, the vocal part, he really brings it up. And it's a great vibe. And yeah. you know what? Fucking kisses back, man. Yeah. And then Ace gets up and does a song. He gets up and does the Rolling Stones song, 2000 Men. Yeah. yeah. Here, let's, let's play, let's play that. a little bit of that. Dude, comic book guys were losing their fucking minds. Dude, I played that that version of that song in the bar a thousand times, and I've had hardcore Stones fans say to me, "Who's covering this?" I'm like, "Fucking Kiss." Did they ever it, record that on an album? No, it was just it was something just, live. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and um, people, er, er, any Stones fan loves that yeah. because Ace is a he's a mess. Like he has a, right. But he's the perfect guy to do it. Keith Richards song. song. Exactly. That's why it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. I had never even really listened to that whole MTV. It's great. Even when it's we did great. the MTV Unplugged yeah. episode, I kind of glanced over. I'm Dude, like, oh, okay. No, it's great. But I listened to it doing the research. And I was yeah. like, man, this is pretty rocking. Do yeah. they even do like something off The Elder? We even talk about The Elder. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But we they don't do, have to talk but, about The Elder. But the one song they do play on there is A World Without Heroes. It's a Gene song. And it's Fucking beautiful. Nah, the the elders great. like just yeah. tried to be rushed. Star like, Wars, yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> it's like, really it's, shitty. But that's all. I, I did but, listen to a little bit of the elder, I, and it's them ripping off Rush, yeah. yeah, and the Who and all that. Well, in their own way, but on that unplugged, they kill it. That song is great. It's, it went yeah. down with one of the best unplugs around. Yeah, yeah. dude. So in the stage, it was most like memorable. Dude, in the stage, they brought everything out of the, out, out of the attic. They had the the, uh, the rock and roll over circle on the stage. Yeah. on the stage, and then they had like the kiss costumes and the, the big background. kiss sign. Like, dude, they they, they were back. Any, yeah, they were back. So then, like everybody goes, like the the rumors start, right? Like, yeah. oh my god, they they brought those guys out. What's going to happen next? The phone the, call start, right? The phone call start. We're going to give you money. Got to go on tour and again. Like, like I put it, like if you're Bruce or Eric Singer, you got to be like Pissed looking off. over your shoulder, going like, like because yeah. you can't stop it, right? You can't. No, it's inevitable. It's right? coming. You, you sound like an asshole if you go like, dude, don't, don't what the fuck? This is my spot, well, right? Eric, like you're a jerk. Eric- Eric Singer got really pissed. He thought, okay, we did the unplugged thing. They did the reunion thing. Okay, what's the next album we're what, working right. on? Well, yeah, they right. Had, you know, they when had are you guys going to leave? Yeah, they had the album. What, what was it called? Carnival uh, of Souls. No, no, yeah, you're yeah, right. It was Carnival of Souls. And they're like, it was like two weeks right, ready to come out. And they're like, oh, we need to have a meeting. All right, we're going to talk about yeah, going on tour. We're coming on the tour. And it was like, well, we're going to go. We are going to go on tour, but we're going to go on tour with the other guys. Yeah. It's like, and I, I get it, man. I understand. It was the biggest it, thing around. Yeah. Like, it also really sucks for those dude, two guys. Yeah. When they first came back and we were just watching the video when they showed up at the Grammys. Yeah. yeah. They showed up the Grammys uninvited, anything, and they just showed up and they let them in. Not even though they let them in, they put them up on stage with the legendary Tupac. Yeah, let's play yeah. it, man. Let's, let's yeah, play dude, it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really funny. Like they had footage from the AMA of them putting on the makeup for the yeah. first time. They knew the Grammys were that night. Yeah. Then they yeah. had the costumes all made, and they're putting them on yeah. for the first time. And they're gonna be like, "Okay, let's, let's go." Let's hear it, okay. Bruce. Here you go. What's up? What's up? California love. How y'all like this uh, Versace hookup? The swap meet was closed, so. You know, I go all out for the Grammys. 
Y'all down with this? We're going to try to liven it up. You know how the Grammys used to be, all straight-looking folks with suits, everybody looking tired, no surprises. We tired of that. We need something different, something new. We need to shock the people. So let's shock the people. <laughs> now, <laughs> these my homeboys, <laughs> and I see just about everything now. That was classic, yeah. man. And like every, to be up there with Tupac, is there anything they haven't touched? No. Right. And they're you towering know? over them because they, oh, got, the, yeah, they got the, the boots, boots on. on right? That the... was a huge big deal when they showed up at the Grammys. But, right. but, but in the outfits, great. right? In the, in the outfits, outfits because nobody knew what was going on except for them. Right. Nobody knew what was going on. So they just show up. Like I remember, I don't think I was watching the Grammys, but I, like I'm the biggest Kiss fan in the world at this point, And I think my head, like, Shot off. Everybody did. It was like, holy shit. And yeah. then the rumors start. Like, yeah. they're going to fucking play a tour. Right. They're then coming. They, then they do the they do a, a press conference on the Intrepid, on the aircraft yeah. carrier. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, like, and Conan O'Brien, and Conan yeah. O'Brien introduces it. Yeah. And it, like they're back, right? Yeah. And they, they play go on MTV tour. Awards, and they put a huge concert on the Brooklyn Bridge. That was yeah. a huge deal. And then they were like, you know, because... You know, after they they fired their original or got away from their original managers, they said there's only one guy that can handle this because Gene and Paul handled all the business parts from yeah, this. Yeah, this is a good and point. they hired the one guy, and who's the one guy? Doc Tommy. McGee. Doc McGee, the biggest manager in the eighties. He managed Motley Crue and Bon Jovi. I don't think Bon Jovi would have hit the Been success if without, it wasn't for Doc, Doc McGee. No, Doc so, was the man. Who are we going to get? Doc McGee, the biggest manager in rock and roll. Absolutely. But they also get Tommy Thayer to be their. The road manager, yes, yes. right, and yeah, yeah. So like, he's important too. Tommy's yeah, very important. Story, yeah. yeah, but and, like that's the thing with Kiss, though. Like you talk about, like with Singer and Tommy. Like I didn't even until I saw this documentary, I didn't know that Tommy was around this this long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so well, they, who, well, who is Tommy, guys? We're talking about so, Tommy. Maybe nobody knows about yeah, him. Yeah, so Tommy Thayer becomes like he's their um he, he I think he was hanging around during the convention stuff and he yeah. was coordinating some of the shows and he, he becomes, ran the convention. They yeah, hired him to yeah, run yeah, the convention. Yeah. He's this huge kiss fanatic. Yeah. yeah. He was and, a big fan. Yeah. He's a big fan, but he's just also this huge respected musician. Exactly. He's a guitar player. Yeah, he was like in a hair band and Gene knew his band. So Gene's like like that. He holds on to his people. He likes you. He's going to hang on to you and give you something to do. Like, okay, well, what are you doing for a job? Nothing. Okay, well, you're going to do this now. And he becomes a, um, he becomes a road manager. Yeah. Right? And Doc McGee is kind of putting the bigger picture together yeah, yeah. to bring him back. And Tommy's kind of the Nuts and bolts kind Tommy, of kind of guy. Tommy had to teach Ace and Peter to be back in the band. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. You know, yeah, like that's a very he good had point. to teach. Like, nope. You know, Ace got pissed off. He's like, I wrote the fucking song. He's like, Yeah, but Ace on alive, you did this note, not this note, and the fans are going to be pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Play so it's a good point, man. So when they when they bring those guys back. First of all, Gene and Paul are like, "This is our band now, right?" So, like that's a that's a really good point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and they were like, "Here's the deal." This is not a four-way split anymore. No. It is the two of us. We've been here the whole time. We've been we carrying this flag. flag. Yeah. We've been carrying this flag right. for 15, 15 right. years and at this point. Like, and they're like, you're going to do it on our terms. Here's your salary you're going to make. You do not make decisions anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to be... You're not going to be doing drugs and being knuckleheads. Yeah. Like, here's a code of conduct you have to adhere to. And they're like, yeah, boss, we got all, it. And guess what? You're going to get rich again. Right. And you're going to make stupid, stupid money. money. Yeah. 
And it was like, sounds good. Well, sign me up. Right. And it, what, and it worked for, and it worked for a while. Right. And we for a went while. To, we went to that first reunion yeah. tour, and yeah. it was huge, man. Yeah. Right. They had yeah, these they huge were... fucking dolls in the fucking parking yeah. lot. It was yeah. everything that Kiss was supposed to be. Right. They brought it back. Yeah. They were they were the, like space balls. We're not doing it for money. We're doing they it for a shitload shit of, of money. money. But the thing is, though, you know, when they were originally going to start this tour, they're like, you know, Doc's like, okay, we got to put some shows together. Let's get some shows. And they're like, well, let's just see how this goes. We're going to put you some theaters. So, like, theaters yeah we're not we don't do theaters right we're, we're gonna play tiger stadium we're gonna play tiger stadium it's like well it's gonna work it's gonna work it's not gonna work it's not gonna work so we might as well go all in sold out in 45 minutes yeah, yeah. Forty thousand tickets in 45, 45 minutes but but tommy you're right so then ace and those guys like ace and peter don't remember all their parts yeah and tommy it took was, a lot of work to get those guys teaching back. them and and ace Ace and Didn't Peter. Like Peter that. was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm the captain." Right. But it, you don't have to tell me how to. Be but the at the band. same time, like even up to the curtain call, they're like, "Man, I don't know if this is going to work. These guys are really out of shape, and not yeah. out of shape, but like out of shape musician wise. Right. We don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off." And well, it, you know, no, and they did. They do. They pull it off yeah. for a couple years. Yeah, you know, they put Psycho Circus out. But you know you what? Know? I, but you know what? I didn't know about Circus Circus. So this is like when shit starts getting bad with the money and everything like that. Peter, Chris, they're like. Okay, we're gonna go to the album. We're like, well, well, me and Gene are gonna go into the album, and yeah. you guys are not playing on the album. Yeah. You can, your we're, name could be on the album, but your you face, don't, your the character that we now own, yeah. your likeness that we now own, the Catman and Ace and Space Ace. Oh, that's going to be the character's going to be on it, but you're not playing a lick. Yeah. We're, we're bringing this guy in the play because yeah. we don't trust you. Exactly, yeah. we don't trust you. You're not reliable, especially Ace is getting like back in his old ways. Peter's acting like a jerk off again. I mean, the song Psycho Circus is good, but the rest of the album sucks. Yeah, I don't remember much from it. I know I it was in three D. It was all in three D. Yeah. Like the concert, they would give yeah. out three D glasses. Yeah, and the back screen was like you know. 3D. It was like, you know, yeah, awesome. I definitely went to go see it. I definitely went to go see it. Yeah. The four guys are only, they're only on one song that all four of them are on because yeah. it's all studio guys and yeah. all this other shit. And they, they get a little bit more butt hurt. Yeah. And at some point, like, Ace and Peter are talking and they start talking about money. Right. Yeah. And, and they're like, all right, now we did what you want us to do. Now we want to. Th- all we want to equal part right of well they right they start talking and they're like well we want to renegotiate our deal we want to be equal parts and there's already that and then i guess at some point ace and peter are having a beer or something and mm-hmm. peter goes like hey man how much are you getting paid per gig yeah. and and it comes out that peter's getting 10 grand more a show or, uh, ace, or is getting, ace, ace is getting, getting 10 grand more yeah and peter loses his shit, I loses dude, his shit. I, first of all not playing on the album and now you find out you're like dude it's, it's it's you feel on you feel yeah. unworthy or not yeah. unworthy you not, just feel unappreciative yeah, yeah. Well, and I get it but he yeah they gave, they, they gave them reason after reason after reason why yeah. they did what they did yeah but it also like you're still gonna make like okay you're making fifty grand a show instead yeah. of sixty grand or whatever yeah like, but you know what pride's a motherfucker yeah. sure and you have I, all the money you've been doing this for three years at this point I get it man you know I I totally get it but it's also like you can't get wrapped up on what somebody else does in their career because it has no bearing on you. But right? he, you're on your own track. He's just but. a piece. He's just a cog in the wheel, man. Right. But like, Peter, Peter was like just so going against everything. He's like, I'm the cat man. I'm the one who does the drum solo and rock and roll all night. You can't replace <laughs> so, me. Yeah, you can. And what do they do after he left? What do they do? They get Eric Singer and they put the makeup on Eric Singer. Right. Well, Peter goes nuts on the st- on. Sh- 
a, a show yeah. in South Carolina. He like he finds out this shit. Yeah, he and then it just shows that yeah. he trashes his dumb his drum kit and he throws one of the. I just uh, watched. It. I'm amazed he didn't fall off that riser. Yeah, when he, was he doing throws that. one of them and he almost hits Paul with one of the drums yeah. and like Paul's looking over his shoulders like, like what, what the, the hell is going on? And, but he, it, and he never played again. But the thing is that they they were set up to play in uh, Australia. They said a couple a few weeks Australia and Japan. And he's like. You're gonna make a million dollars in three weeks. Yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't care. It's yeah. like, all right, we'll put the put the uh, makeup on Eric and get him out here. Right. Yeah. Eric's just waiting. They're like, yeah, Eric's he's in a bullpen. Right. He's in a bullpen. Right. Yeah, he's right. waiting for you to quit so he can come back and put the makeup on. Right. And the same with Ace. And they're probably calling him like, Eddie, get, get ready, get, get ready. ready, get ready. This is gonna happen. Are you it, ready? You still know the songs? And the same with Ace, man. Like if you watch that documentary, there's a couple things. Like Tommy was. Uh, like Tommy was always like holding the camera, and he would walk yeah, in the locker like, room, the and he yeah, yeah. would be like, "Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. You're not in the band." You could you yeah, could yeah. see it. The animosity. Yeah. yeah, and they said at one point like Ace was being Ace, and he was like really hammered, and he was going to miss a flight, and they were like, "Dude, like Tommy, there's the suit. Go put, put it, it on." on. And, and it was it. made. It was made for him, just yeah. in case. It's just yeah. in case, you know, because they knew it was inevitable. But it was like really funny. Like you hear Ace tell that story. He's like. Well, you know, well, I missed my flight, and then the the cab or the the limo driver just that. He's like, yeah. Did you believe that story? I could, I could, yeah. I could sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. But and then he, and he said, Ace walked in, and he saw him in the outfit. Yeah, and he was like, like, Hey, what Tommy, the fuck, are you doing? No, no, no. He just said, Hey, Tommy, and he kept on walking. Uh, well, what he, the thing was, you know, after that happened, Ace said it. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you guys do. Put Tommy in the makeup. Yeah. And that's what exactly well, what yeah. they did. And it's not a documentary too. That there's a moment where Ace just cold cocked him. Is there? Yeah. Who, they Tommy? Said, yeah, they said... That, I missed um, that part. Like, uh, they had a rule, no girlfriends in the locker room. Or, like, when they were getting there, putting their makeup on. Because yeah, they've yeah. always... They it was always. I we said it. it was always. I agree with that. They put their on their own makeup. They I never had makeup people. Yeah, yeah. And it was like no wives, no girlfriends. Yeah. They said at some point, Ace had a a girl, his girlfriend or his wife or something. And Tommy was in there with his camera and was like, "Hey, Ace, you know better." And he was like, "You're not even in a band." Is that what it was? That, and that it was escalated, about? and Ace just got yeah. up and cold really? him. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm surprised he was sober enough to do I'm it. I'm surprised it mm-hmm. wasn't in the documentary. I never. Yeah. I didn't like, hear that. That's a. That's pretty sad. Yeah. He's they, a, like he, it was classic Ace. Ace was like on more substances again, and he was right. drinking and just being Ace. And it kind of like so his contract kind of ran out, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just said like, "We're not going to renew your contract." It's like, like he didn't quit, they didn't can, and there's kind of like, "Yeah, dude, See later. Like, enough, right?" But I love, but I love the fact that they had Tom, they had a, they had a costume waiting for because they knew, they right? Knew, they I knew love, he was gonna. They did it just in case to cover their asses. He's like, "Well, you they know, knew." Yeah. They knew that Ace wouldn't be able. They probably said, "You know, Ace is going to make like six parts of the show, and he's going to miss the rest of them. He's right. not for it. He's he wasn't into it. He just the no, old Ace un- came unreliable. back. Yeah. The old Ace came back. And there's been some other like right. There's been some odds and ends where like Ace and Peter have kind of hopped in and done yeah. a couple one offs, and and then they leave and other kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. I'm not. They that always up do on it. My, they always do like meet and greets kind of thing. Yeah. Together, like. You know, get up crazy on stage, yeah. do yeah. a couple songs. And- yeah, yeah, that's great. It's great for the fans. But the thing with the A and A documentary, Ace and Peter had nothing to do with yeah. it. They didn't appear in it. There was a, tons of interviews over yeah, the years, old old, old interviews. interviews and-, and I thought that documentary was awesome. But the thing is, though, Gene and Paul showed their flaws, and it, and I admire that. Yeah, they, Gene they was definitely like, showed their flaws. Gene was like, "I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not this. I'm that. I'm power hungry." Yeah, you know what? That's a we didn't say that. Gene said he's never been drunk or high in his entire life. 
Sure. He's, which been, saying it for, he's like, been saying it forever. But it's like, that's... I like, he got, like he, in that environment he got off another way. In, he's an egomaniac. I he is. It. He's an he enormous is. egomaniac. Yes. But it's interesting that like he never fell into that temptation of... I mean, he women and ego and money. Well, and, women was enough for him. Sure. Yeah. Women sure. and money. He wanted to... Re- yeah. Green. Women and money. money. That's, yeah. All that yeah. he, that's all he cared about was money and pussy. He sounds like a hip-hop artist back in the 90s. Right. Gene was the original he's, gangster. He's hanging out with Tupac. Yeah, right. man. But it's like, you know, Gene Simmons, like going back to the Greek, like his um his logo, his signature now is just a money bag with his S with the two dot like the dollar sign S. That's, That's how it was when we were kids though. But uh, I think Yeah, he, my autograph has well, I, I, yeah, I have I've had conversations it. with like Nick Clark about yeah, yeah. how that autograph I have has the money sign on really? it. Really? Oh, absolutely. But I I love like he knows who he is. He doesn't hide it. You know, yeah, his it was in that documentary. They they asked him about all this stuff, and he's like, "I didn't make anybody buy anything, no, right?" Yeah. He's like, "I just produce products for you know a good company will make products that people want." Dude, Dude. I, I wonder if they had any stock in Spencer because remember Spencer back the in Spencer's the days, used to have their, like, half the oh, thing was Kiss stuff. Let's talk about their merchandise. Yes, all right. Yeah, dude. So, uh, so I did a little. I, that's the one part of this I did a little bit of like down the rabbit hole r- merchandise. So the brand. So I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier my full time job. I'm I'm in marketing, and I I'm find it interesting what brands are worth. The Kiss brand is worth over a billion dollars. Sure, of course it is. So they have over three thousand products that they put their name to, and uh, from Kiss condoms to Kiss coffins. Yes, we got you coming and going. (laughs) They've earned more money from the merch than any other band ever Ever, in history. And it was like the analogy I thought was like um, Star Wars. Sure, Star Wars. George Lucas wasn't making a lot of money at the movie, and he was like, "All right, I give over the the merchandising rights." Yeah, because you know, and sold the shit out of it, and it become you know. I thought that Steven Spielberg. I thought that George Lucas saw the Kiss fucking shit and was like, "Yo, I can make a billion dollars." See, I was just going to say that, like the timeline. So Kiss is already going on by the time Star Wars comes out. So that comes out about seventy seven. So Kiss, the Kiss Nation things happening hardcore and here i am going to make this space movie that's going to be just equally watched by the same fucking people so let me follow that right. do so, you think that's what happened yeah, do you could, think that yeah, was sure. yeah, right. i would have no like, doubt like space balls merchandise yeah. merchandise yeah. merchandise so they, they actually have a comic or a coffee table book called the hottest brand in the land really that just shows all of, and the comic the, the, the book is like a hundred dollars really it's a big it's expensive yeah but it's a big I, coffee of I all their stuff she one on ebay that's and, something i would want that's cool and yeah, gene simmons has they said like everything, has everything everything they've ever made he has in his house so i made a little bit of list doug you tell me which wait, one of these wait, you, wait, okay, you know ahead. it's really funny gene simmons i just heard this so there's some kind of like kiss um Miniature golf thing out in Vegas. I forget what part of that, like which hotel or casinos in. So I just found out last week that Gene Simmons is moving his whole room, his office basically, that has every piece of Kiss merchandise into it, into a museum in Vegas. That'd be fucking where awesome. Where people can okay. go and go see it. That's I, great. Yeah. I found an article too about like a dude in Switzerland that has over 13,000 Kiss stuff in yeah. his house. That's Believe amazing. it or not, dude, I, didn't, I, I want to hear this list, but I didn't own a lot of Kiss stuff. Like in the 90s, I remember like, a girlfriend got me like slippers where I wish I still had. They were, they were the awesome. Best. And like, you know, I think in the basement here at my dad's house that we record the show in, I, I'm sure there's like, so, like stuff from Psycho Circus down there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, right. a, there's a lot of kiss stuff in Doug's I, history. I, I know that my, I, kept, I know I kept. my cassette tapes are still here somewhere. I kept everything. Yeah. Right. Good. I don't have all 3,000, but I've got some interesting shit. You tell me if you got any of this. Comics. Not the original. Not the original. I went to Comic Con a few years ago that Gene, like before Gene shows up at it. 
and it was only a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I should buy that. I Dude, should buy they that. Put their own blood in the yeah, ink. That's the that's, that's great. a great point. That yeah, they did that. Yeah. I remember you guys mentioned that another another episode too. Action figures. I was in the bar. I saw you guys had the, the Funko yeah guys yeah, over but the bar. The dolls though, they were worth a lot of money one time. Like Billy had them at one time, and I was like, oh, sell them to me. He's like, well, they're not all together. They're kind of. They're, he eventually sold them, but. Yeah, they were a, a big, set. They're a big deal. They're, if they're in as mint, they're a big deal. Kiss condoms. No, I never use yeah. condoms. <laughs> the kiss cologne, kiss shampoo, or kiss body wash. Is that that smell? Was he? Was it smell like? What's it smell like? Demons balls. <laughs> kiss casket. Not yet. Not yet. They. You can get a pet cremation cremation urn. Nice. Uh, kiss toilet paper. No. Kiss to- uh, lottery tickets. Kiss. What do you win? I don't know. I seen. It's, I seen kiss. Um. Casino, uh, I seen like that. Yeah, slot machines. Slot machines. Kiss yeah. slot machines. Have you ever had Kiss Crunch cereal? Missed that one. Have you ever had Kiss beer? We no. had Kiss soda. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I did. I got a couple. I got some Nick Clark okay. some, and I got some. For, it's in my house. Yeah. Do you have a Kiss Snuggie? What? Well, sure, why not? A snuggie, a snuggie. Well, like, it's like a, a big blanket, blanket with, with like, the sleeves in it. Nice. Have you ever had Kiss Super Spicy Chili Tomato Meat Buns? Nice. No. Issued in support of the Hotter Than Hell album. Nice. Uh, kiss air guitar strings. Yeah, nice. I, I've seen them at one time. They now that them, yeah, is brilliant. brilliant. That's Gene all like, the way. Who's gonna buy this shit? That's Gene all, <laughs> all the way, way, dude. The Kiss credit card. Uh, kiss Zippo lighters. The kiss yeah, I think pin- I, I think I had a Zippo lighter. The Kiss pinball machine is awesome. Now yeah. we saw my, that. We I saw that the museum. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall machine. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But there was one in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when yeah. me and Ryan went. They had they had always have a moving exhibit, and they had pinball machines, and they had a working Kiss pinball machine. Yeah, and you had to buy like tokens and slugs. I kept a few of them, but I sat there for like ten minutes. I was like, I couldn't believe it. One day, I will own a Kiss pinball machine. Well, it was really cool. Yeah. Right on. But I wish I, I I need a house put big enough to put it in. Board games. Yeah, I, I think I did. Trading cards. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, in the 70s. We, definitely. I, I think Ryan might have them. Like, I we don't ever, have them. Yeah, they're somewhere. They're, they're somewhere. Like, we, we had them when we were kids, and we found them, like, when we started getting into Kiss. And um, they're from the 70s. The Kiss Radio? That no, was, that was yeah, Dave Grohl was, Dave like, Grohl was big yeah. deal about that. Somebody yeah, gave I would him love one. to have that. Yeah. Uh, there was a Kiss record player. Uh, the Kiss toy instruments. So you get a little toy guitar Guitars, and cool. a little toy bait. Cool. And then if you go to South Carolina, there's a Kiss coffee house you can go to. Very I was, I was cool. just there last week. Does it? Do you know what part of South Carolina? You don't have to look I, it up. I, I can find out. Yeah. Because next, I'll be going probably in July. If it's near where I'm going, then I'm definitely going. It's in Myrtle Beach, and okay, it uh, the Kiss Cafe. Okay. Uh, John's Island, South Carolina. And then, yeah, that's it. And if you want more, you can join the Kiss Army by signing up on their website. It's only a $7 fee and $50 a year. It's not bad. I never was a member of the Kiss Army. I don't think I ever was at one time. I, would, I don't think so. But I, I don't think so either. But I, I would love the patch. I would, lo- I would put it on a hoodie in a second. And um, yeah, I'm amazed. Yeah. I was never part of the Kiss Army. Yeah. Well, the whole time you've been talking, you get your sleeves rolled up and I could see you got your Gene Simmons tattoo on your arm. See, so. I, like, you know, when I was a kid, like, you know, I, I I always said, like, you know, the demon was, like, my spirit animal growing up. Like, Gene Simmons is the reason why I picked up the bass. I'll be honest. Like, it really is. Like, when I first heard it, like, like the 70s kiss, like, it blew me away. So, I was made for loving you bass track. Yeah. Yeah, that made, was the shit. Yeah. Nah, I don't think it was that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I think it was Cold Gin. And, okay. you know, I got this tattoo. I got this in my apartment when I lived on top of the bar. My Our buddy did tattoo. So... I was like, I'm getting this. And of course, I was a little inebriated, whatever. And a few, like, I don't know, like a few years ago, I said to Ryan, I'm like, dude, I'm going to get this removed, you know, whatever. He's like, what? 
dude, that's the best fucking punk rock tattoo that you have. You can't yeah. get rid of that. And yeah. I've always like, I like that. Yeah, the smudginess of it is what makes it yeah. Yeah. more kick ass. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good, boys. All right, man. That's we talked for two hours and ten minutes, man. Yeah. This is gonna be one of and our we just longer rambled. ones. Yeah, the, yeah, we didn't take a lot of lot of downtime no, either, thought, man. It's gonna I be thought, over two hours. I thought any Kiss fan would enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know anything about Kiss, maybe you learned something. Yeah, yeah go, maybe you'll like it. Seriously, go watch that A and E documentary, man. History. It's two parts. It's on uh A and E, you know, on demand. I watched it on Amazon Prime. It was like ninety nine cents an episode. It's just no you know. Really cool, man. I I love watching music documentaries. Yeah, yeah they really have a good. great story. But I, I am so happy that you changed your mind about this band. You know what, man? I was thinking. I was thinking about me telling you that, I, and I was know, like, I, I was when I was walking down here. I was like, because you know, you are very open minded. You're more open minded than I am. Like we did the Bowie episode. I'm like, nope, still not a fan. But at least, like you, you can like see what we see. You're it, you have a bigger open mind than, than I do. Well, yeah. you know what, dude? Some of that early shit, man. I was like, dude, I could see myself sitting by my fire pit in my backyard with my rate. You know, I love sitting out with a fire and a beer and some music up really loud. Yeah, yeah. Off oh, my yeah. neighbors. And I'm like, some of that early stuff, that real dirty bluesy shit. Yeah, I was like, dude, I I could I would really get into that. And it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's their music is fun. Right, it's not. It's not. It's not serious. serious. Right, no. it's it's fun. Everything about it is fun. Dude, yeah. Ryan made this this uh, playlist, and I'm looking through it and listening to. It. I'm like, oh, we're definitely going to be listening to this on the beach this summer. Yeah, because yeah. so we a- listen to a lot of Kiss on the. Yeah. A lot of alive on the, uh, on the yeah. beach. Right I on. mean, one of the things I love the most about doing the show is all the cool shit that I learned. And it yeah. was also something that I, you know, I just had a preconceived notion about that I think I just kind of yeah, picked up in high school. And it was like, ha, ha, ha. They've sucked, but they've sucked for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully and- the... the- the idea of Kiss, you know, they said they're they're not gonna they're not gonna tour anymore. Or this that you know, COVID was a motherfucker, and a lot of shit got canceled, and they're kind of running their shows. But I'm telling you, if they if they ever decide to make this tour a little bit longer, and they come back to Philly, I'm buying you boys right. tickets, and we're well, all going. So they they had the Kiss uh, cruise that got delayed. Yeah, they announced today that they're adding another Kiss cruise show, but the show will happen before. The one that was already on the books because right. they were like because those people signed up for the, the last, last kiss. kiss. Yeah, yeah. So this will be like yeah, the, the second last. Yeah. Right. This is the goodbye night of the farewell tour. I hear they're really fun. Like I'm not into cruises. I don't think I'll ever go, in regardless of what it is. It seems awesome. Any yeah. rock and roll cruise. Sebastian would be fun. Bach plays it. Any rock and roll cruise to me would be fun yeah. to see all these old bands. It would be awesome. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby. All right. Let's move on to visiting hours. Visiting Hours is an occasional segment on Prisoners of Rock and Roll where we have a guest join us for a few minutes to talk about music. And tonight we're really excited to have our friend, musician, and fellow podcaster Bert Lepore with us. Bert is also the lead singer for Monte Carlo and is one of the hosts of the Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes podcast. Bert, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Bert? Yo. What do you say, Bert, my man? <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for hopping on with us. I know you uh, you had Ryan on your show a couple weeks ago, so we we had to return to favor and have you join us a little bit. I appreciate. It. I'm a fan. The show's great. Your your guys' show's great. Oh, thank Chris, you. Chris are rock and roll. The logo looks great. The audio sounds great. Bruce's fucking voice is perfect for all the <laughs> overlays. The professor. He's the oh, professor. He's great. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Ryan. Yeah, yeah I enjoy your podcast because it's informative. You know, it's very informative. You get some facts. It's like easy. It's like an easy listen, you know? Thank you. Tell us a little bit about Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. Like, what do you guys cover? How often do you guys put a show out? We're Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. And we um, we pretty much put a show out every week. We try to at least pretty much every week, I would say. 
We're on our like 75th episode, I think got released today. Yeah, so uh, it's me, Damian Monte Carlo, and Angry Mike D. So, uh, Angry Mike D. Angry Mike D. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of like the the opposite guy, so it works. Like, you know, he hates everything, you know, <laughs> so or he'll come up with something obscure, but that's Mike, you know, and yeah, it's a good totally. it's a good deal, you know. Having a show with three people can be tough, right? Because you make sure you're not talking over each other. And it's it's good in that there's always somebody that has something to say, but it can also, you get a lot of opinions and all that kind of stuff. And you guys put it on YouTube too. So like, I mean, with <laughs> us, we have times where we just say time out and we just talk through something and then we just cut it out and keep going. Yeah. yeah well, we, uh, we don't do it live. We haven't done a live one yet. So we I do some editing. But uh, I try not to edit too much so we can keep the personalities in there sometimes. So, you know, the hardest part with having, you know, more than two guys on is, like you said, you got to get used to the rhythm of each other. Like, it took me a while to get used to, like, say, Mike's rhythm. Mike was Mike would be like, eh, and then go into something. And I'm already, bang, moving on. That's just my speed, you know. So I'm, you know, trying to keep it going along kind of deal. But um, once we get used to each other's rhythm, it's not so bad. I think now we're. We're in it long enough where we're kind of feeling out where there's still some talking over, but that's, that's just natural, you know? It's a great show. I, I watch every week. I tell you that all, every you. time I see you. Thank I'm going to watch Thank the you. new episode tomorrow, the WrestleMania episode. Yeah. You guys cover everything, though, like a little bit of everything, like yeah, rock and roll, wrestling, food. It's great. It's all the dumb shit I love. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good how you guys switch up everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's super cool. Like, you know, like our show, we just do, like, music. But you guys cover, like, a little bit of everything in, like, pop culture from, like, everything from, like, movies to wrestling to food. Like, like everything you just said. Yeah. It's creative. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we definitely. Out of all the shows you've done, if there was, like, one. So if somebody wants to go, like, oh, I'm going to go check these guys out. What's the one episode you'd be like, go listen to this? One of the recent ones we did with um, Steve. Steve Desco, who uh, is a singer for, he does uh, the Ozland, uh, the Land of Oz, he does, and he does um, Live Ultimate Dio, uh, Live Ultimate Evil, which is a Dio tribute. He does the Dio thing, and he does uh, the Sabbath thing, and he's great. I mean, yeah, he's pop. he's a very entertaining guy. He's great, and he he's is, funny. I would love to go see him in concert. He looks like he puts a good show on. Oh, he puts on a great show. So that's one of my favorite episodes just because he was so fucking funny. He was so man. animated, you know? Oh, yeah. So he was a good time. I mean, I I even watched that episode a couple of times just because I was pissing myself. I was like, it's the funniest yeah. fucking thing ever. That's awesome. Yeah. Does he hit the Dio notes? Does he got the. Yeah. He wow. does rainbow stuff, the Dio stuff. He does this, this with Dio. And then the Aussie stuff is almost perfect. It's, it's fucking ridiculous how good it is. Awesome. Do you use any of the music from Monte Carlo in your show? Uh, I guess funny you said that the last episode that I just put out today, uh, right before we introduce our guest, uh, you hear the beginning of uh, Hannah, which is one of our songs, and the tag at the end. Of within the last probably six months, the tag at the end of the video is uh, a piece of the song Animal. Do you get into shit having to prove that you actually own that music? Like, does it get yeah. flagged on the like, YouTube and stuff? Yes. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. We, we tried think- putting a couple, we put a couple episodes on YouTube and every clip we had was getting flagged. And then you could fill out the little form, like, we're talking about music, you know, it's commentary. It normally gets by, but at some point it was like, all right, we're playing 30 clips in ep- uh, a show. It's just not, it wasn't worth the time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to do that where we 
interject some music because it looks so much better and sounds so much better when you could put clips of, you know, I guess, other people's music in yeah. it as you're talking about them. And it looks, I mean, I would edit something. I'm like, wow, this looks fucking kind of pro. And then I would get hit with the YouTube thing. And then I got to the point, we're not making no fucking money anyway. Fuck it until we make money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're like, you don't want to, you don't want to get sued. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're not big enough that uh, Mick Jagger's going to come looking for us. But yeah. yeah. Were they going to take my $200 guitar? You know, the one thing, the one thing that I love what you guys do at Monte Carlo is the videos you make. Like you make your own music videos. I don't think oh. that any other guy have seen it, but they're really fucking well done, man. I don't know about your dancing, Bert, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but, it's bad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> dude, it's so. Who's doing that for you guys? Okay, we have uh, Zachy Black did the animal video, and he just did the Super Double Fine video. Um, great. I mean, his stuff always looks good he's he's a rock guy he's an artist he's got bands you know he's got a band that he does also so he knows where we're kind of coming from and um and then right now i'm actually doing now a video for silver ghost and that's what i'm doing myself we just shot some footage yesterday i'm gonna try and do it myself and get zach for like the bigger song so we're trying to put out a bunch of videos so people have some visual and um once you know, I'll put in some of mine, which will be you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just taking a shot, and then Zach will be the ones that we're trying to really push. It's great. I, I, you know, it's it's a new format that you know it's so available for us now. It's yeah. it's great. Yeah, I want to try and use it as much as much as everything that you probably could. Like we put out, we put out Super Double Fine maybe seven months ago. The single, and the plan was we had the video shot since November. The plan was. Let this ride out. We'll put out the next single. And then in a couple months, we'll put out the video for Super Double Fine so we get more shelf life out of it. And then oh, the record awesome. will be out in April, and that'll get more shelf life, hopefully. you know. No, for real. You have some gigs coming up. I know that with Monte Carlo. Yeah, there's uh, there's two in June that I can't really say yet because it's not announced yet. And then I have one in July that is at a festival. It's the Masquerade, Masquerade Ball or Masquerade Festival, something like that. That's going to be at the arena, 2300 Arena. That's gonna That's be a cool. 3D thing, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's some nationals playing it. We're gonna play, we're playing the pre-party the first night. We just got over. Yeah, I'm definitely making it that night. Awesome. I'm definitely gonna be there. <laughs> hey, your last uh I was watching your last video this afternoon, and it's got like a I don't know, like a godsmack kind of sound, like the the crunchy kind of guitar. I was like, I was really digging it. Cool, cool. Good stuff, man. We love asking uh everybody that we have on the show talk too to talk a little bit about like some concert memories. What was the first show you went to? My first ever concert was Duran Duran Sen Ragged Tour. All right. My first concert. Oh. That's, well, acceptable. Cool. That's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's waiting for new kids on the block or something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Ryan's first show. That's right. What can I, I mean, say? Wow, was it? Well, no, it's actually the monkeys, but you know. That was you, that was my first show. You get a pass on the monkeys. The monkeys are all right. Yeah, it was great. Cool. It was the reunion tour. It was they were on syndication all the time. It was awesome. <laughs> The three of us all go to a ton of concerts. Do you have one that was just like, God damn, that was just amazing. It uh, my, blew your my, doors off. My probably my craziest memory was um, and I've mentioned this before in our show too, was um Monsters of Rock with um Van Halen, Van Halen Scorpions, yeah. Dokken, Kingdom Come, and Metallica. And it was Metallica right before Injustice came out. So nice. you know, they was still trading and they were known but they weren't they weren't you know um i guess commercially known but it was when metallica went on it was sick it was the craziest was that, was that jfk yes was that jfk 
Yeah. Yes. Yep. I remember yeah. that happening, but we were too young to go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was 16, 17, maybe. I don't know what year yeah, that I'm was. a few years younger than you. So I remember that I remember on the news there was like a they made the news seem like there was like a riot that broke out <laughs> on the street of Broad Street. I was like, wow, these metal bands got danger. Yeah, dude, it was it was me, Dave Trinary, Frank Steinmiller. There was a shitload of us, Richie Troiler. There was a bunch of us that went to that show. And we slept out for, you know, like old school, slept out for tickets mm-hmm. months before, you know, and then all it was all day. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't want to hear music for a week after that. I was so burnt. It was <laughs> like it was crazy, yeah. but it was, yeah, you had it like, was insane. You had like docking on that tour. Yeah, you had you had Metallica. You had what was the, what was the Scorpions on that tour? Yeah. yeah. And the come opened up. Right. OK, so they, they got they, they got heckled because. The Metallica guys. Metallica went on second, which is crazy. It, the place blew up. I mean, it was the first time I was in a mosh pit and all that stuff. It was Dave was like, "Hold on, hold on." It was like a sea of people just swinging. It was, it was. We never experienced that before. It was the craziest thing ever. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, kids today definitely uh, don't know how good they have it. They don't have to go sleep in a parking lot outside of <laughs> Boscov's to go. Get, that shit was fun to go get tickets. Oh, that shit it was, an was event. fun. Stay out all night and make new friends. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've got. Oh, I'm like, oh, my back, my back would hurt, and you know, <laughs> uh, I like sitting at my computer, just hitting F five every five seconds, and then getting pissed off when I get locked out <laughs> in two minutes. But get master. <laughs> Do you have a? You got tickets for any shows coming up? Is there anything you're looking forward to? Like I, I can't wait for the Motley Crue show to come. I've had tickets for two years for that show now. You know what's crazy? I had tickets for it, and then I got rid of them. Uh, uh, good for you. I would too, Bert. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of them. Good I was, for you. I was like saying, here's the thing: because I'm a huge Motley fan too. So, uh, and I'm, you know, every band that's playing, I like. But I was like, okay, so we got tickets, and. Uh, I usually go with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law spoils a little bit because we'll get a box seat, which is fucking great. You know, that's like the ultimate. Uh, so we didn't get box seats. We had like regular tickets. And I'm like, okay, so we got these regular tickets. They cancel. We're like, all right, fuck, we'll just take a couple hundred back. You know, I'm like, fuck, it's a score. You know, I get money back. So um, then they said they were going to redo it. And then we were thinking, we we're like, man, it's going to be fucking hot. And we're like, yeah, you know what? Nah, <laughs> we just passed. <laughs> Right. I bought the cheapest ticket that I could find. It was like forty five hours in the blue, uh, the nosebleeds, and I'm going by myself. Yeah. But I figured I'm just going to go sit in Bruce's section and hang out <laughs> with him and his family. Well, forty five dollars, and probably after all the bullshit they put on, it'll be like an eighty dollar ticket. You know? Oh, oh, right. that's yeah. what it was. Oh, sure. absolutely, Crazy. that's what it was. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're sitting down like the Diamond Club behind first base. So you might get the uh, the wood shampoo from the ushers you try to sneak down. But I don't know, man. Maybe you'll get it on your good looks. I'll. I mean, I always got to scan for something. Bert, man, people want to check out mixtapes and tasty cakes. Where can they find you? We're on uh, YouTube. You can find the video version on YouTube, and then the audio <clears throat> is on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. All, you know, all that stuff. Right on. And what about uh, Monte Carlo? They want to check out some rock and roll. Uh, you can find Monte Carlo you can find on Spotify. Uh, same thing. All the same places. YouTube. We usually put up the Monte Carlo stuff and the mixtapes and tasty cakes we put under Dan Burt Entertainment on YouTube. Just so everything's under one umbrella so we're not spread thin. We sure. Figure, you know, we might you might double up, might get a hit on one, might look at the other, you know. So we're, we're trying to think as smart as we could with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, there'll be a link to in our show notes, maybe to the YouTube or Spotify so people can check out your stuff, too. So. Cool. Any other 
parting thoughts? Any comments, guys? Doug, Ryan? No, Bert. Like I said, me and Doug had a show at McCusker's the other night, and I played the Monte Carlo in between sets, and it was like on this big PA and shit. You should have heard it. It was monster. It was really great. I appreciate that, man. I no, man. Really, people dug it, dude. Cool. Right on. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for checking us out. Make sure, guys, our listeners, go check out Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. Go check out Monte Carlo. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bert. Good you to see you, man. Take care. Take care, sir. See you, dude. Bye-bye. Uh, second thoughts. All right. I have two things on second thoughts. First is Lance Legault. So I did a little bit more research on Lance Legault. He was the guy playing tambourine on the Elvis special. And we also found that he was uh, Colonel Decker in the A-Team. So I, I pulled up his biography and his so he was also elvis's stunt double in viva las vegas love it and some other movies he was in the movie the gambler with kenny rogers nice he also dude he was in every 80s tv show so here's a quick list he was in knight rider airwolf murder she wrote buck rogers tj hooker macgyver sledgehammer simon and simon and dal sledgehammer was a fucking oh my god he was like on on like that like was great. 17. That huge like, it wasn't even on like three, six, or yeah. 10. That huge gun he had with yeah, the sledgehammer yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. Talk to the guy. Dude, I forgot yeah. about that show. That was um, awesome. He was in the movie Stripes. Who was, was he in Stripes? He was one of the hard-ass military guys. Okay. Right on the, right and then on. he also, for a long time, and he when you would take a guided tour at Graceland, he was the voice. Oh, like, wow. oh really? Get, like in the cassette tapes yeah. back like in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. He would be he oh, would be the, the one guy. who married it. So yeah. really close he ties. He's been really friendly He's a big Elvis. deal. Yeah, yeah, he's a big deal. All right. And then the, the second part is our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame votes. So in episode 36, we came up with a list of 10 artists who have been snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we asked all of you to vote on them. And it's been couple episodes so the 10 artists were the dave matthews band dick dale the funk brothers iron maiden motley crew motorhead oasis ozzy the pixies and thin lizzy after the prisoners of rock and roll technical team calculated all the votes the three winners were ozzy motley crew and Iron Maiden. You said Ozzy was like a landslide. Ozzy, really? Ozzy had more than twice as many. I think it said like 65% of everybody who voted voted for Ozzy. Yeah. So, Ozzy should definitely be in the yeah, rock absolutely. It was a landslide. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll print that up. We'll make a little infographic out of it. Nice. We'll put it on our social media and shit cool, like that. Man. Very so, cool. Thanks, everybody. For yeah, going. It, was, it was cool, man. Yeah, how, was many people, yeah. how many people nominated for it? Yeah. So Yeah, it was fun. Music news. The only story I got music news was uh, Taylor Hawkins, so uh-huh. the drummer for the Foo Fighters, died in a hotel room in Columbia where the band was scheduled to appear at the Picnic Stereo Festival. Uh, Colombian officials haven't said that he overdosed, but they found like 10 substances in yeah. his body. And, you know, we, we actually just did a spot on uh, another podcast called The Itch Rock Podcast out of St. Louis. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. It's like really sad, man. Like, just, yeah. he is, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's another rock and roll tragedy. Yeah. Live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse. Yeah, like what can you say? Like I think he's one of the most influential drummers in the last twenty yeah. years. Like he he was rock and roll. Like you know what I mean? Not for nothing, he was a great rock star. Yeah, I mean yeah. he definitely was. He lived, breathed rock and roll. He was a music encyclopedia. Like you know, yeah. I mean he was great. The first time I seen him play with Alanis Morissette was amazing. Yeah, like I was like, who's this guy? He's it, on another level. Yeah, and you're right, man. Like, and uh, I think I said this in the other thing we did, but like the amount of people that like. 
issued statements about him. It was like just all over everybody. Everybody. Them, right? everybody. It was like Fogarty and Miley Paul Cyrus Stanley. and Paul Stanley. Right. Yeah. It was like all these guys came right. out to talk about him. Right. All new John, people, like, cont- like yeah. older classic yeah. rock people. Seemed like he touched a lot of people. Like they, just looked, they all looked up to him. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a major tragedy. And then, you know, like Ryan wasn't really surprised about it. But I wasn't. I, I was. He no, no, overdosed, no, not he his, overdosed not, a bunch of times. Not by his death, but the Foo Fighters canceled their whole tour. I think the yeah. Foo Fighters are going to call it quits. They can. Yes, they can. I think they they've. Can. I think they've overstayed their welcome anyway. Wow, they could, man. I, yeah. I don't know. I you said that when we did uh, that other spot a couple days ago, and it was before they canceled their the rest of the tour. I don't know, man. I Taylor Hawkins might, is a huge personality. He's a huge part of that band. Yeah. Dave Grohl might have just had enough of the tragedy, and I don't know. I well, guess do, we'll he'll see. do something else. In, I say he's, yeah, a, yeah, he's our version of Eric Clapton, meaning that he'll be in a rock and roll he'll do three something times. Else. He'll do something else. Yeah. yeah. But I really think the Foo Fighters I, are done, guys. I really hope not. I enjoy their music. But Taylor had a lot to do with their development of their it songs. It won't be the same. Yeah. It won't yeah. be the same. Unless Dave plays the drums on the, the albums. Yeah. Taylor Hawkins is a way better drummer than Dave Grohl will ever be. You heard it here for first, kids. That's a bold statement, my man. He's uh, a I'm, not better drummer I'm not saying you're Dave wrong. Roll. You're a drummer. I'm not. Holy so. shit. He blows Dave Roll out of the water. Okay. All right. Uh, time for the electric chair. The electric chair is a time where I'm so excited for this. This yes. is a, where we kill a song for being terrible. And we decided that in light of talking about Kiss and the bands and makeup, we're going to kill a song from the Insane Clown Posse. I have no idea how we've gotten almost 40 episodes. How did we have killed this guy? We did talk about him at Christmas. Right? I'm amazed that Gene Sim has never sued these guys because they use black and white makeup. I don't even know. This is a song that's got 26 I- million songs. 26 million hits. Yeah. I, I don't know. Turn it up. Them. Turn it up. But I talk with no one and I walk alone and I avoid sunlight with a chalky tone. I get home and don't say hi. It ain't no one there. I don't care. I walk in and go right up the stairs. To I, I don't know. I just know they fucking suck. Yeah. Their fans are kind of clowns. They're the juggalos. The thing that I respect about the Insane Clown Posse is their following. Yeah. They have a cult following and it's it's compared to the fish following. And kiss and the kiss following. It's they compared their faces. Well, it's compared to the following that Fish has. Yeah. They follow them everywhere they go, mm-hmm. everything like that. Oh, really? Yes. I know they have. I a- read a Rolling Stone magazine when they compared each other. Really? Yeah. I know that they have a big, uh, like, hoot nanny community. every year. It's a community. Yeah. Just like Fish does. Yeah. It's community. But they, they have these juggalos, and people go out in public every day with their juggalo. They're proud. Yeah. They're their proud. Music su- like, they suck. Yeah, but yeah, they have a we following. Did, we did talk about him in the Christmas episode. We played uh, Santa's Big Fat Bitch. Or That's funny shit. Awesome. That was really funny. Get him the fuck off my shit show. Bag of the week. We didn't really have shit bag of the week. We didn't. They could be shit bags of the week too because their music just sucks. Yeah. But and it, I have a little diagram in front of me of what button to hit, and I still mess it up. We sentence you to death. Sound like shitty white Busta rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> right Busta, on, Busta right on. Waste of time. What a wasted, wasted, wasted. Yeah, it was no good. So, 
All right, well, that's it for episode 38, man. This was a long one. This is going to be a really fun. Day, it was like, dude, we all like had a great time doing we this came one. Out, we came out the gate hot, man. It, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. And I love how we came out with Eric, Eric Carr first. You're like, Eric Carr's... Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we, we just kind of threw the uh, outline right off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> just like just came out the gate yeah. just talking about it. No, it was really... It was yeah, cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, I was really excited to do this one. Yeah. yeah. Right on. I think yeah. we more. Yeah. Um, so, dude, thank you so much, man, for spending the last two and a half, three hours with us uh, <laughs> talking music. Man, if you love it, uh, tell someone about us. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to hear more, Kiss, we were only playing 30 seconds because we don't want to get sued by Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he could always use more money. We put together a playlist for every episode, man, the stuff that we were playing. We put it on our social media, and it's in our show notes. You can also check out the show notes for links to our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Our website is prisonersofrockandroll.com and our email is prisonersofrockandroll at gmail.com. We'll be back in two weeks. I think we're going to be talking about the history of Sub Pop Records and the influence they had on the grunge scene. So awesome. we will catch you guys nice. later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep on rocking. Peace out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.